Let's get it on. What's going on, Captain Brown? What's going on, Nurture Your Garden Brown? I think yes, yes. this is a nice, nice little, I reckon, yeah, we've got a good couple of names here to delve into today. This is, I'm a joy, I'm a joy. Since you made that switch and you, you was like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to take this mantle too. I'm going to run with this, <laughs> this name shit. I like it. Exactly. I, like it. I was getting bored of consistency. <laughs> That's it. Exactly, exactly. You've got to be consistent for a while and then you just switch yeah. it up, switch it up on them. I know. It's like, I, it's, it's like you know, I'm experiencing what my clients go through. It's like, oh, I'm bored of being consistent now. I was like, nope. You gotta stay on path. But this is raising the game. This isn't getting bored of consistency and letting it go. This is raising the game. That's what that's the difference. Stepping on up. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, I like it. So so we 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 got a special guest waiting in the wings. Exactly. All the, all special the, guest. All the avid listeners out there. We got we got a uh a for special, our, for our special millions friend. and millions yeah. <laughs> of our fans. In attendance of those watching at home. So we have <laughs> yeah. we have my cousin. My cousin Bilal is on the podcast with us today. Um, Bilal, I've known Bilal for a very long time, as we, as we just discussed. Uh, Bilal is, where should I start with Bilal? So industry-wise, he is, I would say, the fastest moving, growing, arriving new talent into the industry, in my opinion. He's only been doing this kind of uh, health and fitness game for a very short period of time. I think he'll, he'll say the same, but I think he's applied his own aptitude to it, his own work ethic, his own, um, used his own issues. I can, I can say issues, uh, used his own insufficiencies in certain ways to upskill his game, to study from different people, to, to be present in the room. And now he's at a place where he's helping other people do the same thing so he's gone full circle in that sense and um i can't wait to talk to him more about it so should we get him in let's get him in brother let's go let's go hello hello here he is good afternoon captain brown and nashia garden brown how we doing <laughs> young man below you, you bottled it for the creative name man <laughs> i know i did i just saw your message after i got onto the call <laughs> oh man <laughs> uh, we could have gone with palau brown eh uh, we could have had a few could have had a few but i like your Still names well. explain captain brown and nashia garden brown oh man i go think for it, uh, go for it so in the in the beginning of the week, uh, we were just having a conversation like, you know, what kind of uh, like if there's like a set kind of questions we would ask our uh, guests, what would they be? And I just randomly threw in there, like just spitballing is like, you know, if you were if you were to be a superhero, which superhero would you be? And yeah. then um, for me, it's just Cap, Captain good old Cap, Cap, Captain America. Ah, <laughs> ah, I see. He's like, he's not like not quite a superhero. You know, he's got mm. human problems. He's uh, he's just a beast. He's righteous. He's a leader. Yeah. He will do yeah. the right thing, and oh, that's yeah. that's what I want to aspire to. Do the right thing. Yeah. Do the right thing, and he's like, I can do this all day, man. I yeah, man. I love yeah. that line. Gets yeah. me so pumped. Exactly. Gets me so pumped. And, and and nurture your garden, Brown. What's the deal nurture, with that? Nurture my garden, Brown. So I wasn't expecting to get into this so early on in the podcast. I thought it was one of the, one yeah. of those kind of we're going we're going to grow into this, huh? Nurture, grow. <laughs> um, so it was conversations I'm having with TJ, and it was about how we've got our garden around us. Our garden is a metaphor for the people that we have around us. We have our parents, mm. we have our friends, we have our family, we have our colleagues, we have our neighbors, all of the above. And it was just a nod to time right now, especially right now, but just in general, let's, let's give a nod to those people around us who we are in contact with day in, day out. 
clients, friends, all of it, everything's included. How can we be more effective at nurturing each other so that we can go out into the world and nurture everything? Right. So that was, that was my connotation behind the name. Um, we'll probably get into it more into the podcast, but that's a little, little snippet to, to what your appetite as to, mm. as to why mm. I chose that name, which again, my name is always motivated by, uh, by things that we've just talked about. Sometimes I'm motivated by my face being uh, yeah. clean shaved brown or like very brown. brown. sometimes it's not that deep but sometimes, sometimes <laughs> it's a bit exactly. more uh, it's a bit more thoughtful um, and uh, yeah. a, few client, a few clients inspired that this week as well so uh, i'll name drop some people um as we get into the podcast for sure nice yeah man nice. so bill al how, how'd you come up with that yeah how did you uh, come so, up with that name? <laughs> interesting story and i don't know if umar knows this or not but this is quite interesting i was just thinking about this one you're talking That's about cool. natural garden brown umar's mom actually mm. suggested the name and that's oh. why my name is Bilal. yeah little how, oh, oh how crazy is that so that? yeah so the, so the significance of that is basically homer's mom decided or suggested the name and we went with it and here i am Bilal. there we go that's five right? years later 25 years later 25 years later oh, yeah 25 years later here we are um, young man are. young man over here yeah, yeah 25 i don't feel it jesus <laughs> How do you how do you feel? Do you feel younger or older? Um, I would say mentally a lot older. Physically, mm. right now, I feel brilliant. Um, I feel really mm. good. But mentally, I think I can I can hang with the the thirty year olds and the the grandparents. I always tend to get on with the older people. I don't know why. It's just a thing. I've always had this. Even as a fifteen, I can get on with the twenty year olds, and it's just always been a, a mature sense of thinking, I guess. But uh, and you, you surround it's like. Is like, so does that mean like family, everybody's older than you mostly? Yeah, mostly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd say. I've always been around my parents and grandparents. Um, so I've yeah. always had to rub shoulders with people that are older than me and conversations are much different when you're 15 than when you're 20 yeah. and et cetera. So, and these are 40, 50-year-olds and my granddad who's now 90 or I hang with him pretty much every single day. So those conversations are pretty interesting. It's just based off of wisdom and experience. So I'm always mm. used to having those type of conversations. Even with Umar or anybody that I'm hanging with, I usually get on with people where we have depth conversations about wisdom or life and that kind of stuff yeah, nice. so yeah it's just always been it's just always been a thing it's just always been a thing yeah because you you like posted it. recently you, uh, you're reading some some oh man what was it it was a book it was um related to islam right yes yes revive Oops. your heart yeah yeah revive oh, your heart. yeah what was that about? i'm so glad you brought that up and um, yeah. so a book oh dude yeah. it's the revive your soul is what i would really rename that book if i had a chance to go visit the author and go dude why don't you name it Re revive your soul because it was such a mm impactful experience so the book mm. essentially just covers the very basics of living your life in 2020 essentially so you take the muslim and of course the religion is 1400 years old and counting and of course some of the concepts and stuff that we would then were birthed at the start of the religion and how to carry them over and live your life in 2020 but it's so surprising it's stuff that we can all apply into our daily lives for example mm -hmm. how we deal with our neighbors communities how do you empower your community and you're talking about this the people around you. How, as Muslims, is it our duty to empower the communities that we're living in and the communities that are close knit, our families? Um, and there's, there's certain things that he addresses in terms of issues that we have as communities. We like discussing other people's businesses, but we're not too concerned about what's going on in our own garden, or we're not we're not so concerned about nurturing our own environment. Um, and so he touches on these various points, and he adds obviously <coughs> principles and teachings from the religion itself. And it's astounding because you, you start to, and he says in the prefix of this book, he says, I don't want you to think about anybody else but yourself throughout this book. 
any chapter at which point you start to go, oh, that guy does the exact same thing. He goes, you're losing, you, you've lost all benefit from the book already. And that's, right. that's pretty powerful, right? So when you read the book and you're reading those lessons and you're taking them in, he goes, I only want you to apply them to yourself. And that way, when you start to apply them to yourself, your perspective of how everything else looks or you might start to discuss little mindful things that you, you see in other people, you're just addressing the very thing that is you, right? Mm. Just how do I act or interact with other people? My career, am I honest? Am I honest like Captain Brown should be? Am I doing the right thing at every step? Because the right thing is always the right thing. You should always do the right thing. And then he touches on other modern factors that we as communities face, for example, social media, and that when we ask or when we go for certain things, in, in especially in this day and age, we're a microwave society, right? Two minutes in the microwave, out, and we want everything at an instant. Mm. It's just that, demand and supply. You go to a restaurant, you get some food, you walk out, you're happy, and everybody kind of expects this now, right? We like on social media, we post on social media. A snippet of a life or a picture has now become, we can somehow extrapolate and say that this person's life is perfect. It's so mm. immediate. And then he touches on this idea of you need to have an understanding that everything is you have to have it over a long-term system or a long-term. So even these changes in your community, they don't happen overnight. They don't happen because you start posting on social media about your community because that's not the way to do it because you have to get down and dirty and start dressing yourself and then start yeah. to look at all these other functioning things in your environment. So it's a revival. So honestly, it's such a good book for non-Muslims and Muslims out there. Every mm. single person I feel would benefit because we all, we all share the very similar problems. Religion isn't mm. based off of this idea that it's only for a certain group of people. It's based on spirit, and we all have spirits. If, if you are a spiritual person, or you believe in depth further than this, just this us being physical beings and having big biceps and stuff like that, if you feel like we're levels deep, then it'll apply to everyone, honestly, everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's such a good book. That's amazing, man. Is this is basically you know, there's, there's a bunch of things you said there as well? But the way I look at it is like it's ancient knowledge is a lot of all that stuff we're coming back to in the modern world. Right. Like, you know, we think we're so evolved. We think we're such a amazing civilization right now. And like, you know, in a lot of ways we are for sure, but then we're losing a lot of the values that have got us, or, or rather we have distorted a lot of the values that have got us where we are, or we've forgotten what they are. So this Absolutely. is why, like, for example, I kind of see Jordan Peterson as almost like a, uh, he's like a, he's like a, it's like a priest or like, you know, maybe like in uh, Islamic terms, it's like he's like an imam for this secular community because mm. everybody's looking for that guidance that he provides. Mm. You know, a lot of what he provides is grounded in Christianity, but also because he's a clinical psychologist and the scientist, people give him a lot more credibility. And uh, you know, he's, he's marrying the, you know, the personality psychology along with um, a history of uh, uh, religious um uh what is it like kind of religious uh, values and stuff and everybody's yeah. just like buying into it and didn't realize that this is the kind of thing that they're missing so mm. it's it's crazy how like you know it doesn't matter where it's come from those values can be applicable through the ages so you know Absolutely. like the kind of stuff you're Absolutely. talking about like nurturing community like thinking of yourself act right for yourself like the stoics kind of they talk about the same sort of thing i think Absolutely. And, yeah. Um, yeah. it's just um that's the yeah it makes a lot of sense that it still applies now because that's what human beings need to to thrive is like you know, kind of guiding principles. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, and, and <clears throat> yeah. Bravo. And I was just thinking, like, like you said, so we we have this notion that because we're in twenty twenty, we we are the most advanced society, right? And mm. then concepts fourteen hundred years ago or however many years ago have lost its authenticity because, and we justify it by saying things like, "Oh, it's twenty twenty, 
you know, it's mm. God get with the ages or get with the times, which I think mm. is such a backward argument with the concepts yeah. that we're trying to we're trying to go and dissociate with, like the idea of long term or being being honest and truthful, doing things the right way, and 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 it comes in very little things. It comes with very little mm. things in our life and day and age that we live in. But but we use this argument of 2020, like get yeah. with the times. This this yeah, is, exactly. is no longer applicable in our human daily lives, and that those are the people that. And, and if you look at the Jordan Petersons of the world, essentially all they're doing is bringing that back up and applying it to our modern society, like those mm-hmm. core values of being honest or critical thinking or being what a, what is what is it to be a man, which you know is mm-hmm. a conversation that I've been looking into recently. And yeah. almost we're losing that definition of we're afraid to say these things nowadays because yeah. we're in 2020, which is so interesting mm-hmm. to me. We're using yeah, time man. as a justification to kind of pull away from some just natural things as humans or spirits that we we naturally are inclined to go towards. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair, man. It's, yeah, it's quite a complicated question then as well, isn't it? It's like, is Absolutely. it just because it's 2020, does it mean that we are moving forward? Because the idea is that through time, things are supposed to get better. But they only yeah. get better if you actually are critical with yourself. And uh, by extension, that goes out to uh, your community and then that goes out to further and further and further. Absolutely. And uh, But then there's also, you know, and there's shit that happens which uh, wipes out some history as well like there's you know there's half a dozen cataclysmic events in the in the history of this uh, earth that we know about and mm. civilizations get wiped out and we don't know what they had and yeah. uh, all the yeah. knowledge that was kept there and stuff and we just go off these like little scraps that they leave behind and that's just physical mm. evidence but look, what about all the shit like you know that got burnt up um, yeah uh, Joe Rogan podcast in a second. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, well, this is what we're about, man. It's just like talk about anything talk that talk about like, talk about the Egyptians and the lost societies and all the underground yeah. sea societies. Yeah, that stuff is interesting, though. I would yeah. imagine yeah. imagine discovering that kind of stuff. But yeah, it's yeah. true. It's so true. Yeah, I mean, like Uma, you had something you wanted to say, but I'm quite curious about what you said about becoming a man and um and what you yeah. what you've been talking about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah so the go, author, yeah, go, on. go, go, Sorry. go, go. No, no, I, go, thought go, go, you, go, I thought you were queuing me up there. Stay on that yeah, topic. Yeah, stay, stay, stay on that topic. So, bro, bro you go. It's your, 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 your podcast. Let's go. Okay. So I, uh, I totally interrupted you there. Um, but so there's the same author, Norman Ali Khan. He talks about this stuff um, a lot, about the responsibility of a man in a household and this kind of stuff. And a lot of people would say these are back-end kind of concepts that uh, men should be running the house and men should be so on and so forth. But again, I think these are certain things that what is it to be a band? And I think as men in this society, we're losing that, right? Um, men back in the day who used to live with honor and honesty and stuff like that were real men. And what I would say were actual men that we can look up to and go, right, this, these are the things that we can start to implement in our lives right now. Um, whereas in 2020, as we further down the road, all we're trying to do is dissociate from some of these qualities of men, of taking responsibilities, of being the men of the house. And of course, we have these certain things that are actually quite good. We're talking about men should be more open about their emotions and so on and so forth. But I guess there's a certain point to where we start to blur the lines and go, oh, men and women, they should be exactly the same and throw that out there because it's 2020. Equality is what we want. And then we start to lose these definitions. We start to blur the lines of what is a woman in terms of what is her innate qualities and what do women bring to the table that are unique, which in which they are compared to men. What are men in terms of, do we just merge the two and go, oh, everybody should be emotional. We talk about um, men should not have responsibilities. Women should be running the houses and all that kind of stuff. And neither am I saying no, all those things are wrong or right. But I'm just saying we start to blur the lines that we're pulling away from certain things that, that are just natural. Like we're all unique. We're all very, very different. Um, and, but men and women especially. The argument in 2020, which is so topical right now, is 
we should be the same. We should be exactly the same. And I'm all for equality, absolutely all for it. But then, then don't try and blur the lines and tell me that we're the exactly the same. And that's where yeah. we lose some of those ancient concepts of the difference is actually a good thing. We should embrace those differences. Yeah, man. It's really yeah, interesting. Really interesting. Like you, you almost feel like this is, this is kind of losing losing your way to find your way. I hope that's kind of the way because mm. I don't know. I, I'm not much of a historian, but I don't know how this argument has been portrayed back through history. Whether we've been very, we've, we've, if I think about it, we've probably been quite uh, typecast in terms of what what men do or what women do. But this is probably yeah. the, one of the first times. I don't know. Maybe it's happened before, but one of the first times where it's this polarized, where people kind of. Are like women and men are completely the same but i don't know what what do you think will be the outcome of this topic of conversation do you think it will, it will be a case that we realize that a male lion versus a female lion they both clearly have their own advantages but can we mm-hmm. uh, can we respect that they are completely different but valued in the same way you know what i mean yeah that, that it, that's that's kind of uh that's the way i'm, I'm thinking about it. what do you think bro i think um just shoving what what does jordan say what does he say um square pegs and circles or something like that just shove just trying to force things into positions that they shouldn't be and i'm awful like i said awful equality in this kind of stuff i have no it doesn't make sense for us to try and say that women are incapable of doing such things that's never the argument and never should be the argument we know through history that women are being the first open universities especially in islamic history women have had God, ridiculous! Their roles, or they play the roles in the religion, or just spreading the religion and understanding or building communities, have been massive, right? But where do we go from, or where will what will the result be of just us going? We're all the bloody same, and we should just neglect the unique differences. I feel like it might be it might come to a, a position where there's a rude awakening, and then we recognise that these differences are a good thing, that we should embrace these 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 unique differences that men and women bring to the table. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're moving very fast towards it to, to, to kind of neglecting some of these things. But but I think, like I said, a rude awakening is just, just something that we'll tend to accept. And we'll you know what, come you know to... Have, um, you seen, have, you seen, uh, have you seen Incredibles? Uh, have you seen Incredibles? Uh, yeah. Wicked, yeah. Film. Yeah. Wicked film. Yeah. Incredibles 1, right? Syndrome, bad guy. When he's like, oh, yeah. we'll, make, we'll make everybody super. And then the line yeah. is, we'll make everybody super. So no one will. So nobody... Yeah. Wow. <laughs> right? It's just like... Yeah. <laughs> Everybody wake up, please. Incredibles told us it's 20 years later, we're still trying to make everybody super. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Exactly. God, what a reference. That was amazing. <laughs> that's the one. That's Be incredible. You, you inspired that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, um, but no, that's true. It's, it's like, it, it does happen. It's like, if you try and make everybody the same, you are going to have that rude awakening and that rude awakening tends to be uh, a shit ton of violence, right? So if uh, like you take that to his logical conclusion, you end up having a communist society, let's say, and what's ever happened whenever you've had a communist society is just this been mass killings and events mm. so that they could eventually get out of that kind of situation, right? And, um, and then there's uh, the other thing, which is again, like Jordan Peterson would be great about bringing that to awareness, but like uh, reading about it as well, the more egalitarian you make a society, so the more equality that you have, the more differences there are between, so we're talking about men and women, there's more differences between men and women because mm. those biological differences come through even more. So the more you uh, you create, at least trying to quit, uh, uh, create an equal footing, the more those differences mm. come through. And it's um yeah so you have to respect the fact that we are different so in terms of like you know you ask that question what's the outcome of where does uh, 
where does this go? The way I look at it is, is like, if it keeps going this way, yeah, it's going to be a rude awakening, but also it will just, it's just, it, it has, it basically has no grounding. There is no truth behind the fact that we are exactly the same. So uh, whether it's scientific, whether it's objective, whether it's um, just looking at people, there is just no truth in that. So that's not going to go very far. And mm. it will just be a period where you just go, oh, you know, I was, that's a little bit silly <laughs> uh, <laughs> that we tried to make and try to force everybody to be uh, like treated mm. exactly the same because you're just not, you know, yeah, um, we're just not. and it's actually, yeah. yeah, it's actually like the whole notion of it is very backwards as well. So because you don't respect the individual that way. And, mm. um, and what do people cry out for more and more these days is actually, you know, being recognized as an individual. Mm. And Absolutely. it's, it's a weird, yeah, it's a weird thing when you go down that path that, uh, it actually pushes people to try and be recognized more as an individual. Mm, that makes a lot of sense because below what you referenced earlier about square pegs and round holes, you kind of mm. feel like somebody's coming to the party being like, I'm a female, recognize that I'm a female and I want to be the same as you as a male. It's like, well, come with your individuality, you? come with your individuality as a female and we'll recognize Absolutely. that individuality. Like I'll see you, I'll see your person, I'll see your human being, but what does that represent? How does that, how does us playing on that, ground move us forward as much as dividing gender roles has moved us forward you know what i mean like can, can we can we can we like hold a hold a court for understanding where how we've arrived where we currently are and then from there can we see what advantages slash disadvantages there are around making everything the same everything play everything playing field the same like where how do we now progress like where mm. where do we now where do we now make movement you know what i mean Mm. I mean, that, that that's like a bit more logical than I think some of these people are. So I don't know if uh, yeah. if they're if they're capable <laughs> capable. So maybe we need to go and get get out there and nurture those dreams. Yeah, get in the exactly. community. Get get stuck yeah. in the community. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. so this is a question I want to ask you, bro. Is you mentioned mm. this book earlier, taking it back to the book, and you talked yeah. about how the preface of the book was talking about how it's about you. It's about the mm. reader internalize mm. this. Mm. Can you share with us some messages that you? took from the book about yourself and things mm. that you want to address things that you realized and how did how did that realization uh, make you feel that's a good question um many lessons many lessons i'd say the one thing that he touches on a lot is this notion of that instant gratification and mm. we all struggle with it we all struggle with it because of the society we live in and i always come back to this because i think it's one of the things that affects everyone just almost as equally because of the things that we deal with on a daily basis so you know the social media the travel the whatever we can get our hands on we can get amazon prime for example everything is immediate um and of course he talks from it in a spiritual perspective um about how when we ask god or whatever you like to believe in whatever you feel like is a higher power or even just you're an individual who just feels like they want something or there is a necessity or you feel like inside and for all of us we're all in business and so we can understand this you want you want to get to places where you have you project images or you project goals and then you think I want to get there. But what happens when we don't get there? Or what happens when we start to live in the moment worried so much about getting somewhere where we don't move from where we are right now? So we're so we're we're so occupied by wanting to be over like over all for all the way there a few years ahead of yourself that in this moment we suffer to or we're suffering, essentially our existence is a suffering because we're not where we exactly want to be. 
But then what happens when we get to that point? Do you think it's going to be all rainbows and sunshines? Or do you think you'll go replay that cycle because your psychology was, was essentially on a foundation of when I get to somewhere or when I'm so occupied without being, that's what this, I want it right now. I just want it right now. But when you get there and then that long time lapses, what happens? So it's a mixture of I want something right now, then I'm going to suffer in existence right now because I've not got where I want to be. And so there's that managing, the, managing both. How would you manage both? Or how can you understand Okay, look, I've set my goal for, and I'm just starting, I'm very young in this business world. So I've just started, right, what is my goal for the next six months? And this is very, like, numbers-wise, okay, I want to revenue this much. Now, do I sit here and worry sick to myself about putting that much money or getting that much money? Or do I just, in this moment, just put all faith in my hard work and get to that level of whatever I want to get to? That's one aspect. Or do I sit here and suffer and worry to myself that, oh, I need to hit this number. And if I don't, if I hit this number, I'll be set for life and I can do this as a full-time gig and so on and so forth. So there's that balance of that instant gratification and then living in the moment of just pure suffering. And of course, there's a spiritual aspect to it in how you ask. And it's, it's not a McDonald's order. It's not an Amazon Prime order. You've got to put in the work. <laughs> do you know what oh, I mean? Yeah. So, um, so that was a massive Massive, massive awakening. And I didn't think it was a big of a problem for me. I, I can understand patience. I can understand that kind of stuff. When you start doing things that are uncomfortable, like going into business and fending for yourself and not having a job to rely on, you, you think to yourself, ah, it starts to expose some things about yourself. So the book yeah. really touched on this for me. Really did. Mm. That's really interesting. That's really interesting. It makes you kind of think like you're, you've almost got to address those things before you address the business. Absolutely. You are your business. You are your business. Yeah. You reflect everything here reflects back into your business. That impatience or that that the sporadic random choices that you make out of fear and stuff like that, it shows in your business. You have those little successes, but it's it's a direct reflection of you. And so you're very right. You have to address those things during or before that journey starts because like we we know this and we know this. It's, It's whatever we whatever we build or wherever we nurture up in here just starts to throw itself in front of you and you mm-hmm. after, it'll take you a while to recognize it definitely did for me because i'm a, mm-hmm. just natural i worry about things and this is something i've recognized as well in the book did start to start to point this out if i'm going to do something i worry about it instagram post worry about it absolutely and i'm fine admitting it because i know this about myself now but then how do i manage worry or how do i understand mm-hmm. that where is, is this an illogical fear or is this something that's taking me away from the current moment right now um and yeah man so, so it, it, that it's like that was a big slap to the face almost. I was like, yeah. shit, I do worry a lot, don't I? You know mm. what I mean? And so we all worry, but the levels to it. Yeah, man. That's nice. Yeah, that's cool. That's I mean, I think that's a very I think it's salient as well for the current times as well. Instant gratification versus going for a goal, managing that gap between the two of like where you are right now where you need to be um that's always the case though because i mean it's human drive as well to just move forward you have Mm. to otherwise you know staying still is dying basically Mm. so then if you are and you know we're lucky in that we have this part of our brain which is developed to allow us to think logically and plan ahead which is a lot better than a lot of other creatures Mm. so we have that uh, we have that part of us which can get reward from planning. So if you don't do that, then you know that whole thing about what you're talking about, which is I'm somewhere where I'm not want to be and I want to be here. And then, okay, I've got to lay out the path to get there. But then what happens when I actually get there? Do I feel like I did six months ago, a year ago, whenever I set that goal? Because mm-hmm. now this is my new normal. And does that feel as satisfying as I thought it was going to be? So if mm-hmm. you don't manage your expectation to that, 
then you are never going to be happy. You're never going to be at least experiencing a certain level of um, uh, contentment that you've achieved something. And mm. uh, you won't be able to express that. Otherwise, like, you know, quality of life just kind of diminishes as well. So mm. it's important to keep chasing, but it's also important to appreciate that journey and appreciate the process every time you move forward and step forward. And so that you don't have that um, uh, experience of, oh, I got here. Now what? Mm. You know, well, this is not here's critical. a question. Here's a mm. question. Does getting there even exist? Right. From the mm. perspective of quality, sure it exists. Mm. Revenue, number of employees, what am I doing? My business, number of clients, etc. That, that that works. Cool. It's quality is quantitative. We can define that. But when when let's say you tick all those boxes and we talk from an emotional standpoint, does mm. that really exist? Or is that also part of the journey? Because the time doesn't stop there, does exactly. it? And, and this is something that I always recognize. Like when mm. I get my uni university results, cool, I felt great. But then the time just carries on and you didn't ever reach there. Like it, didn't, it never stopped there. So does mm -hmm. there or getting to that point or that milestone ever really exist? And you mm. can celebrate it. You can, you can, you can, you know, lap up in the moment, of course. But does it really exist is, is mm. my question. Because time carries on. You're present in that moment. We always talk yeah. about presence. And I've seen some of your other podcasts and how you talk about just being present in the moment. But celebration to set milestones. I don't even. Is there really putting putting so much on one moment? It mm. almost seems illogical if we consider time for a second. Like oh, yeah. like, well, it just continues. Like my thought process will continue after I've hit that. Um, mm -hmm. So that's really interesting because because will you ever hit those milestones and be able to live in those? You you can't because it doesn't yeah. stop. There, does it? Exactly. Well, that's that's why we're always about the process, right? So like Umar's hitting home every single time is about the process your life becomes a process because um if you're just about the destination you're going to get there and you're going to realize well there's somewhere else i've got to be now so it's, <laughs> exactly. always, it's always it's always moving right and yeah. like there's that juxtaposition between the most elated moments in your life like you know for some people that would be getting married having your first child to the most devastating moments where it's like could be losing a loved one mm. time still moves on Right. Everything mm. moves on, whether you are elated or whether you are devastated, it's always moving forward. So mm. there's, you know, you've got to be able to learn how to <clears throat> respond to those things. Respond is a word I use as opposed to react because reactive just puts you on the back foot. But responding is like being proactive. Right. Mm. And um, doesn't that's not to say that, um, you know, you don't live in those moments as well, because talking about being present you want to you want to be able to take stuff in but um it's about uh yeah you got to put that bit in the context of moving forward because that's what's always happening shit's always mm -hmm. moving and that's part of your journey right that moment yeah. of you celebrating and be experiencing the win it's just mm -hmm. another part of your moment and six months down the line when you look back at that oh that was also part of the journey i remember when i did that and that was yeah. also part of your journey, that big win. Exactly. Do you know what I mean? So it never, it never ceases to freeze in time. So you can say, at this moment, I was this. Because you, mm. you, you continue to presently experience life and you continue. So it's yeah. never a, a pause in one moment. Mm. No, that's true. I agree with that. I think you referenced Jordan Shallow earlier. Right? He says this thing which is like a fluid definition. Right? So he goes into, like you guys, a few weeks he talked about core. When you look at core, he mentions sometimes the core four or like kind of the, the anterior core, sometimes he calls it, and then more of a posterior core, right? So it's a fluid definition. You, you asked, you asked if if getting there is even a thing. It's like it is, but it isn't because yeah. it is for a moment. It is, it is in the quantities that you mentioned it. So like our oh, revenue mm. and I've, I've hit these quotas and I've made this, made this sale and that was my target. 
but then it isn't because you could get there. But like you said, mm. like you mentioned earlier with this book, you could have got there in a means that you're not happy with spiritually. So you haven't mm. got there. You're not there. You know what I mean? Like kind of in one, in one essence, you've filled some of your bar chart kind of, but then this stuff is all just lacking over here. You're, you're, you're that Pez player who has that circle, but like you've got a big ass point over here, but you got like your defense is just shit. Right. So it's like, it's, it's, yeah. it's always like this. It's like uh, that thing that just does this. Right. It's like, Oh, yeah. nearly, nearly got it, but not really. Yeah. Anything. But that's it. That that's, that's the process, right? You've, you've got to be able yeah. to, to be happy. Like G says all the time in the moment. And that mm. this is, this is something that I touched on this week massively was like, I was training and uh, went back into a gym, right? So you get in, you get back into that, uh, into the, and this, this is a thing that I, I definitely think females pick up on, right? You know, that the meathead mentality in the weight section. So, so mm. the, the, the dumbbell corner as, as the gyms have, yeah, right? Yeah. And you go there, everyone's like, <sighs> giving it, giving it this, sorry, bro. <laughs> right? And it's like, why? But why are you giving it that? Like, what does that mean? Because everyone watches animal, like, and an, the animal brand. I don't know if you know this, G, but like, um, have you, have you heard of animal? Have you heard of animal, animal nutrition, or I think they call it animal nutrition. Um, they're basically, they're basically a, a, a protein brand, right? Pro, 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 protein supplement company. And they're always marketed as like in the trenches and like black and right. black and white. And like, I've got clothes on that I have holes in because I've been training so hard. <laughs> I don't really know. Right. But yeah, exactly. So, so or is it because the staff is eating through it? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I haven't washed in years, but yeah. the, uh, the the thought process going through people's mind when they look at that is that oh, I need to go to the gym and I need to be that guy. I need to be as because when I do that, I'll be like Evanson Tapani and I'll be massive as well. It's like mm. no, you need to <laughs> practice the rep you want to do in your life also. Like be aware that you being miserable here means that when you walk out of here, whenever there's a problem, sometimes you just meet him with misery. So it's like mm. can we can we can we be fully aware that I'm happy that I get to train in the gym. I have these dumbbells here, they're all organized nicely for me. I get this is like a conveyable of gains i'll make it from two to 25 and all of a sudden i'll be more jacked than i was when i was at two so it's it's, it's a case of meeting the obstacle with happiness and meeting the obstacle with like i can mm. be in this moment and be happy where i am and and be thankful that, oh one rep in sweet next rep in i get i get to do seven more of these wicked that that that's yeah. why i feel like i feel like i'm i i felt like i was there this week where i checked myself mm. almost like i finished a set put the dumbbell down and i was like i looked around i was like it's great. I'm so happy. I'm so happy. I'm back at the gym. This is so great. Exactly. And I, I looked around. I was like, no one else is doing that. And yeah. and almost like I wanted to be a bit more, especially these times, right? COVID. Everyone's scared of each other. Everyone's getting a pump from wiping the machines more than they are actually training. So he's just like, mm. guys, can, can can we actually like get back to get back to the right reason why we're here? Um, no word of a lie. The gym. I'm not going to shout them out because it's going to get embarrassed by this, right? But. <laughs> There was a lady in the gym, lovely lady called Wendy, who I went and spoke to afterwards, right? She was she had a trolley, bro, a trolley in the gym, pushing around, pushing around a uh, um, squeezy, like to put oh on the machines God. and wipe it down after people get off. And she's legit with a trolley in the gym. Like she's at Sainsbury's, oh. go back to go buy some tapes. <laughs> like, what's going on here? This is, is this the new normal? I don't want trolleys in my gym. <laughs> no trolleys in my gym, right? This is, this is yeah. <laughs> It's just like, what is going on? But yeah, I just think that in in that context, checking yourself and being aware of what rep you're doing in the moment is so mm. so vital, especially in this in this in in this in this area that we're but we're all involved in health and fitness, where people can get so detracted by like 
gruff and kind of like rough and it's not needed it's not needed it's mm, not productive unnecessary yeah. right yeah 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 100%, 100%. but you don't, don't you think those the, the marketing there is quite smart that appeals to our very nature of being aggressive men and the animalistic 100%. behavior you know i train at home alone mm. now right and mm. i tell you what change the game for me nobody yeah. around you there's no reason to and we all do this i was thinking of making mm. like a parody video of this where you work out you do your bench press set you get up and for some god knows reason you start to look around and you start to see <laughs> what was it what he's doing what he's doing because you know you have a little pump and you feel <laughs> like masculine for whatever reason like, the moment. and you start scouting the gym for no apparent reason but now I'm in my carriage. It just doesn't happen. I've got nobody to scout for myself. God damn it. I'm just like, but it just brings me to that moment. Like, what's happening? You? Was I doing that set for me? Or was I doing that set for that bloody person who's looking at me so I can get up off this set and just go give him eye contact after? Did you get it? It's just, it's just, it's, it's, such a, it's so, so true, man. Oh my so God. True. I'll tell you something though you want to use that because um when you've got like so for men right if there's another woman around your testosterone goes up so you're gonna mm. actually get a better training session going on like it happened to me i'm not joking i said true and i've got like i've got at least one case study for this as well so yeah she is, I was training, it was brilliant uh, i was training my client and uh, we used to do this circuit right it was um I'd been training him for a while, so he built up a lot of like baseline so that he could do like a, a power endurance circuit, basically. So we just smashed out like uh, here's a strength exercise, here's a power exercise, a strength exercise, here's a power exercise to go with it, and we just used to do the second. He just loved it because he was just going full tilt, full ham for that one session a week, and um, and uh, <laughs> so, so we had this set up, and we had a like so we had times as well. So it's like okay, you did this in like three and a half minutes last time. Let's see if we can get three twenty-five, you know, and like you know just push it each time a little bit. Let's see how far you go, depending on how he's feeling. And then one day his wife comes along, and uh, she's just waiting for him. Um, and uh, she's like, "Oh, I'm a little bit early, but I'll just sit in the corner and just like you know watch the last twenty minutes of the session." He fucking annihilated. <laughs> and it was like, "Here's your three thirty PR like two forty five in like one session." And he was dead. Yeah. He was finished, man. He just lay there, and uh, she was like, "Oh man, look at him go!" And I was like, "He only did that because you're here." <laughs> Is that? Uh, I love the guy. That's man. wicked. <laughs> a wicked client of mine as well like super super cool dude like both of them were really nice people as well and uh, we got along really well and then it was just that one time that was uh that was like okay this this is a very real thing like i know about <laughs> it but i've seen that <laughs> does that count yeah. as a ped then just having female audience yeah. yes and you get the ring girls at ufc right yeah, exactly. That's why they're there. I want to see that come up as an excuse one day when they're doing like uh when they do the piss test and they're like, oh yeah, uh, you've come back all positive. And it's like, it's because the woman who took my test was hot, man. Uh, <laughs> need, we need to do this again. Just bring uh, like, okay. pound ugly motherfucker next time, please. <laughs> Imagine your test reference dips. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> You know, uh, you should be competing in the men's division. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true, it, it impacts you. But Umar mentioned something there about meeting the obstacle with either yeah. joy or happiness and stuff like that. And mm. it, imagine if you just met the obstacle with another obstacle, which is the aggression that you can't really carry over to your lifestyle. That is mm. so interesting. That is so interesting. Because if I'm doing a set of eight to 10 reps, then the first thing that I'm doing is going to a place of aggression and thinking, squeeze harder, do everything. 
And then every now and then there'd be like, there'll be a session where we dip into, or I dip into this calm in the storm kind of thing where my legs are shaking. Mm. I'm absolutely gassed, but I'm just controlling my breathing and I'm just floating through this set and I'm still yeah. dying. Absolutely. I'll collapse right afterwards. And that's good. But there is this, this little thing of going, I'm okay. I'm absolutely mm. fine. Just breathe. This is an aggression. It's not aggression is not needed here. It's not necessary. Um, but mm. I totally know that, that moment that you're talking yeah. about where you're just kind of like, ah, it's okay. Just I'm just going to carry on rowing now. It's going to carry on. I got yeah. this. This is all good. I like doing this. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's really that's powerful, man. So legit. Calm in the storm. I love that because mm. uh, there's there's genuinely been times that you both you will attest to this because like doing jits, doing stand up, doing boxing, doing whatever, and you're like, yeah, yeah. I'm so tired now. I'm so tired now. Like everything's just out, right? Whereas mm. you're just you're just there and you're flicking this and you're flicking and moving here and stepping out and it's like, oh shit, this is easy. I can do this all day long. Mm. And there you go, Captain Brown. And uh, yeah. I can do this all day. Yeah, exactly. Right. And I think I think that's a that's a state that that in itself is meeting the obstacle with the wrong answer. And and your, your body's telling you, like, yes, there's a certain level of stamina that's involved, some level of awareness that's involved. But I think once those things are, are loaded in, and then you mm. still meet the obstacle with the wrong answer, it's it's a case of like what you're doing right now, Bilal, is is taking yourself away from the environment that produces the wrong uh mm. a, a wrong answer, answer. right mm. Mm. and you and you're you're removing yourself from the gym where we, we know all the obstacles there and you're putting yourself in your gut in your in your in your white painted completely like neutral like yeah. environment Garage, which yeah. is yeah. all you're going to see is a sparrow like in the corner one day right that's like <laughs> looking at you like when you call oh, a sweet pub bro like that's it you know what I mean like do you appreciate it do you appreciate it just like to my fans that's the thing it's so funny like UP, UP for me was that times mm. of Babillion, like so really? much, so much. Oh, Sometimes you look at it and you'd be like, the ego is dripping out of this place right now, <laughs> and it's just not helping anyone. And oh, uh, it's just, oh man, I, I, again, you you get lost in that because you're there, because mm. you're doing it, because you want to be the best at it. You know, I'll flip this switch so hard, like the Malik ego, bro. We know all about that, right? It's paramount Gosh. to the nose. It's like the longer the, the longer the nose, the bigger the ego. I got away with that. I didn't get the you nose. Did. If you do a side profile, skated the nose. I escaped. Not so much. Mount Olympus. Gotta tame this beast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, have I got some Malik in me? Because I've got a freaking strawberry on my face, man. I got oh, a giant man. strawberry on my nose. We gotta, gotta do a side profile. Oh yeah, he's yeah. coming. He's coming along. He's, he's loaded. He's, he's loading. He's like, <laughs> in construction. Good into the Malik. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Oh, oh, Bust is a Punjabi at some point in this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Viewers will definitely appreciate that. Sometimes I think like, so. I think yeah. so. No, no. Oh, oh, I lost my train of thought now. It's gone. Um, yeah, it's obstacle, gone. obstacle. Me and the obstacle. Yeah, me and the obstacle. Um. UP, yeah. ego dripping UP, out. Oh, UP, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude. And then, and then you stop and think, and you just look around. And you think, I don't know if this is this is the right way. And then I remember meeting my, my one of my best friends, Dan Dan Miles, um, and the way he would approach things is he he would, he, he 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 summarized stress for me one day, and it, the first time I heard it, it went so far over my head. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, he <laughs> said to me, he said, internal ideals met with external realities. And I was like, oh, okay. So internally, I would like this set to be my everything. Once I do mm. one curl, my bicep best be 24 inches. But mm. really, I'm like, oh, I'm struggling for this, but I'm not getting it. And I'm just getting more and more pissed off. But 
the external reality is that I must do this for the next 20 years for achieving this, for achieving what I want to achieve. Mm. But the internal ideal is that I make one effort. <clears> and like you mentioned, instant gratification, I ping, microwave goes off and I'm Mr. Olympia. It's like, mm. no, it doesn't work mm. like that. It doesn't work. And I mm. think this, this, there's so many stations in life where I think that can be better instilled, whether it be with kids, whether it be through the schooling process, whether it be parents and, and friends, <clears> whatever. But I think because it's, it's not, we get to a place in our lives where we're at UP and we are smashing ourselves into the ground and mm. then looking around to other people like, have you seen my gains? Because I can't see them. Like, they're not here yet. <laughs> Can you tell me where to go get them from? It's, uh, yeah, I, I genuinely think that's, that's what that could be in, in, mm. in doing. Um, it, it, it's people being ultra frustrated, not realizing that right now you need to work on this and need to be happy with yeah. this and need to be mm. totally, totally content. And only in that contentment will you find your achievement. Um, mm. Outside yeah. of that, doesn't even exist like you said like you said Rory. it's like power of now we talk about power of now all the time i love yeah. that book i love what that crazy. Book. Like, literally daily i think i play it mm. daily play a play a verse mm. from it play eight minutes from it daily in my, in my thing chapters one two three are the ones that speak to me the most mm. and it will just be like it doesn't <clears throat> exist like future doesn't even exist like we're talking about it like it's going to happen but I mm. usually express me all the time, like watching Final Destination, the plane's going to crash through the city any minute now, take out all of Leicester, be blah, like defo going to be gone, right? <laughs> so what are we planning for? What revenue? Uh, what what, what, yeah. what client? It's not going to happen, you know what I mean? So just be right here, right now. That's all you can do. As, mm. as much as much emphasis as you can put right here, right now, I think mm. the better. That's yeah. it, the impact. You know you um, the quote that your friend told you? Repeat the quote again. I'm going to get it wrong. I hope I don't get it wrong. But internal yeah. ideals... Mm -hmm. Mm. met with external realities so, so in the power of now so okay that makes a lot of sense so he's saying that stress is essentially that the difference you could say if you're yeah. in a math equation the way my brain works is the one minus the other that's right it. and so whoever makes up the difference would be stress but the power of now talks about that right where stress or emotions of why is this happening is essentially you just resisting the reality of a situation yes, it's pure resistance now. yeah it's pure yeah. resistance of i want it to be like this but it's not and, and therefore, your only reaction is, like you said, frustration or anger. And, and that pulls you away so far from the moment, you never understand what contentment or actually living in the moment it feels like. Because you've always either pictured it a certain way or the internal ideas. And that's the power of now goes into that quite a bit. He always mm. touches on that. But the only way that you can, in a moment, <clears throat> decide to feel frustrated or angry or so on, is it can be summed up in one way. It's just resistance to whatever you're experiencing mm. or resistance to whatever is in your experiencing in terms of reality. So something happens in your business or something happens outside your love life or whatever. And all you're doing is resisting the reality so much so that it leads to these emotions or negative mm. emotions of mm. just frustration and anger and so on and so forth. Um, and that's massive. That is yeah, so, yeah. so important. Totally. You can recognize that in that moment. I go, I can't really control that. I can't mm. really do anything here right now. I'm kind of helpless. And again, the book that we were talking about initially starts, talks about that a lot, that mm. whatever comes to you, is it, it is it is that's it it's just yeah. accept it there's certain things it just is it just yeah. there's no questioning it there's no trying to justify it with your own reasons because it just is yeah. in that relationship but that definition is i'm gonna ask you to message me that i really mm. like that i'm, I'm gonna get it, i'll get it off dan i'm speaking to dan at some point this week um yeah. i'll get it off him properly because the way he the way he goes into it is is fantastic um mm. he, he put it to me a few times and uh yeah i, I think it's totally legit like having that we know all about this like aggression with something and then again because you've trained yourself to do it 
when that moment didn't equal what you wanted it to equal, all you do is apply the same card. So oh, I've got my one card. Let me play it. And that playing mm. is like, I'm holding on to this even tighter now. And I end up kind mm. of losing my power in the sense, all I need to do is let go. Mm. Be mm. here, be That's now. It. Be now. Yeah. Really, I think he, um, Eckhart Tolle, he uses the word isness. He's like, be recognize the isness of what is going on right now. It sounds like an Arabic word, was it? Is like, no, but like, and, and, add some throat to it. Is the isness of 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 being? Because you can't you can't uh, substitute your own meaning and expect it to equal the right thing. It's like, no, this is what mm. is. Just yeah. be what is. That's it. That's it. Mm. Uh, I, I think that, that could help a lot of people. Yeah. yeah. I, I like um, I like looking at the nature is male account on uh, Instagram, right? Mm. So it's just so fucking brutal. But what I love about it, it's probably my favorite account simply because it just shows you that it is just is. There is so, no good. Bro, say the there name of that no. again because there was a bit there's a bit of echo in the in the volume. Oh right, nature is metal. Metal. Yeah, so that's the yeah, okay. so that's the that's the Instagram account, right? And it just basically mm. posts some bullshit. It will just basically show like um, a deer has just her baby has just dropped out of her and a hyena just comes along and just takes it and just munches God. it. Right. And she can't do nothing about it. And it's, it's like pure bullshit. I'm feeling that stuff. I'm still yeah, feeling yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You feel, and then it will toughen you up. <laughs> yeah, you You're like, oh my God, this is so good. But this right. is just, it's, there is no evil and there is no good there. It just mm. is because mm. that's just the way nature operates. Right. If, if, if it wasn't that way, then we don't have an ecosystem. <laughs> so, I would be the first guest to start crying on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come up. I'll come up and say it's okay, bro. It's okay. Don't worry. Yeah, it's good. Exactly. Drive on over. Drive on over. I'll tell you the one that I'll tell you the one that will make you cry. Right? Is uh, yeah, there was. Let me prepare myself. Yeah. Oh man, it was a buffalo that was trying to get away. And mm. I can't remember if it was a pack of wild dogs or what it was, but uh, they were having a tough time bringing it down because it's a fucking buffalo. So they went and bit its nuts. And then this thing was just like, just, just oh, so much pain. I was watching that. Obviously, oh, you're, you're, you're just, like, you start crossing your legs, you start holding your own balls and shit. <laughs> and it was like, oh my God, this is so raw, but I can't take my eyes off of this. It's like, this is how they're bringing this buffalo down. They're going to rip his nuts, literally just rip them off. And then they just start munching him because he's in so much pain. And he's just mm, like, all right, I'm done. You remember that? There's so I'm many so on there. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad you imitated that G. That made it a lot more bearable for me. <laughs> Do that again. What was that sound, man? <laughs> <laughs> right. We're, we're expanding oh, Buffalo impressions now as well. There you go. There you go. No one is. No one is. So saying. glad you. <laughs> <laughs> Surprising how good that is. I'll tell you, G. Every week he does a better and better impression. That might take it. Oh, that God, might that's take brilliant. It. <laughs> So, oh, even put the head down and everything. Oh my <laughs> lord! Giving it that, giving it that one. It's getting a bit of the dog. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm gonna. That's one of those moments where you remember a week after you just start giggling to yourself. <laughs> that's gonna be me in a week. Next time you get oh, a sweet pop in your garden, bro, that's gonna happen. Yeah, remember. It's gonna remember Jesus' little buffalo impression. <laughs> Next time I mean, you hip, hip airplane in the mode. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. You're in your last few reps. You're struggling, and you just go, eh, eh. <laughs> it's like you're struggling like that buffalo now. 
Oh, last got oh, you by man. the balls. Huh? <laughs> yeah. That's literally, man. That's uh, literal. It has. It's got you by the balls. We gonna do about it? So you lay down. Lay down and just do a G impression. I think I know which yeah. I'm going for. <laughs> scary, scary. The, 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 the you know the most wild one I ever saw on there, which is which is <clears> this is like I saw this. I was gobsmacked. It was it was not <clears> not as graphic as what you just said, bro. But this bison, you know, bison that live out in the in the, in the w- frozen winter, right? And yes. they're getting one of them is getting hoarded by a pack of wolves. Like there's right. about 13, 14 wolves just like around him, snap. And this is a bison. Is a is a SUV, like massive, yeah. massive, massive vehicle mm. of, of, of animal, right? And he's trying to, he's just running. He's running. He's not, he's not being taken down here. He's still going. And um, the wolves are kind of snapping at him. And then you can see the wind kind of bluster. I don't know who's recording this because this is wild, right? Mm-hmm. And the person recording is like proper clothes as well. And this other bison just comes along and just whacks the bison. And you're like, what are you goals for, baby? Why are you doing <laughs> yeah. this? this is like, and he just takes him out. The bison falls and the wolves just jump on him. And the caption is, you go, sometimes you got to sacrifice your own for the greater good. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh <laughs> goodness me! I was like, Jeez. really? You got to go out of this guy like yeah, that's gonna that's how you're gonna take yeah. out? Literally, no, no. He straight come out my house. This guy like out. <laughs> you're gonna do it. Yeah, street fight done. Through, like runs like he's he's thought about this a long time ago because we've been running yeah. for a while. The wolves are not just showed up now. He's like, <laughs> I'm gonna take you out. You, you're you're running us. You're running these wolves right to our home base or whatever. Plows through this bison, like you got to go, man. Sorry, we made we made a decision, and you're out. You're um, out. Yeah. <laughs> you so we volunteered back. you. We volunteered you as tribute to this. <laughs> exactly. Whatever it is, this. See you later, bro. Scott, you out. You out. <laughs> Oh, it's right. yeah. <laughs> sometimes you see the comments as well and people are just going oh man this is so mean and like mm. and especially when you've got a cub who gets taken away mm. and uh, the mom just carries mm. on bowling around and they're like oh how could you do that it's like you have no idea mm. right it's literally it's a matter of survival it's like it's this not it's not oh how could she leave him it's like if you don't everyone's mm. done like mm. your whole tr- your whole crew is gone you know your whole pack mm. whatever you whichever kind of creature it is survival man survival here's a question then survival yeah. right animal kingdom still very much in a state of survival etc so if in our day and age where we live right now is survival on our main because it's something that i always battle with my brother me and him to always discuss um okay. kind of like our parents came to this country right and it's, it's off topic but survival is the kind of the background of the nature of the question they came to this country didn't have any didn't have any choice really in some senses. And they had to kind of do certain things to survive. Do you think we as a society, especially our generation now that we've got it, do you think survival is at the forefront? Or how do you think survival then represents itself in the way we live our lives right now? If it's not the go job, hound 12 hours, go, we need to bring money, income or whatever. But in, in terms of our emotional response to however we're living, what does survival look like for us? Hmm. Just a good question. I've got, I got um, some thoughts. You fire away. You, yeah. you want to go? Uh, you go first, man. I'll uh, okay, okay. I, I think I, it's yeah, I go different angles that I can take it. Yeah, same, same. It's really interesting. Really great, great question, man. That that's mm. that. Um, I think it's again fluid, right? So, what what was the state of play when um, Auntie Zara and 
and and, and the dad came shout over. Shout out, mom! Shout out, mom! Yeah, shout out, Gisela, <laughs> Um Came over. What was the state of play of the world? Like, was what was the dictations? The dictations were: you you got married now, have a family now, going to Valad, you're going to the the the, the maid world, right? Like Pocahontas getting off that ship, right? Like <laughs> now, now you best you best make it, right? That's the that's the that's the only thing on people's minds. Leaving from leaving from Kenya, leaving from India, leaving from Pakistan, wherever you come from, obviously mm. more western part of the world, everything as well. Mm. That's the the definition of success of making it. Today, the definition of success is how many followers you got on Instagram, how many mm. followers you got there. Like you have, if you if we, like I've, I've I've got friends who have kids now, and that is like the what game do you have? What what label are you wearing? What and that the 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 subscription to that model equals how people live their lives now. I think and mm. survival or lack of survival is like if if I was a kid now. Oh, I remember being being a kid, obviously in college or whatever. I would wear nothing of fashion. I would wear this to school. Like that mm. would just be me, like proper ragtag and like wouldn't give a shit. And mm. as a result, you would almost your social standing would just fall down. So like survival mm-hmm. in that sense is like I've not survived. I've kind of I've, I'm not I'm not attractive to people. I'm not kind of no one's kind of looking at my way of life being oh that's amazing. Um, mm. And I think it's different different strokes of different kind of different sects of people. So our parents would look at us and want uh, want us to emulate what they didn't have. So that's to mm. them is survival. Like you've you've made it. You've gone to university. We never had the chance to do that. You've got a business. Wow, you've done this. Well, well, you're very very really thrived. Whereas, mm. again, linking it back to like KSI, none of us are none of us are thriving in his world, are we? Because we haven't got mansions, we haven't got uh, a, a billion followers. We're not fighting Joe Weller next next February. You know, what I mean, like that. That's that's the that's. What do you think? What do you is that where your conversation usually goes, bro? And G G, what were you what were you thinking? Let's hear G's thought. I want to hear what G said. Yeah, I, I think of it on the level that um, we in the Western civilization, at least, there's. Uh, a lot of us are lucky enough to not have to worry about survival. So that's not on the agenda. So when that happens, because I'm thinking like, okay, survival is you want to be able to put food, shelter, um, you want to put food on the table, you want to have shelter, you want to be like you're okay. That's completely taken for granted now. So that is, uh, that's basically for a lot of people, that's just not an issue anymore. So then when you move away from survival, um, it creates something else that you have to look into to be able to um, move forward in life. So when you have survival, you're not thinking about anything else except for making sure that you're alive the next day in whatever that looks like. So, if, you know, our parents' generations would be, I just need to make it so that my kids are going to have a future. And that is a very real driving force because if they don't survive, then their lineage doesn't survive, right? Whereas us, we don't that's a luxury we don't we don't think about that anymore so we are just thinking about um well we're not actually this is why so i've got another point about that which is um we're kind of we're physically we don't have to survive but mentally we're trying we we, we, a lot of people are drowning so we're still trying to survive so because what that it's um it's so in a sense it's a complicated thing because We've, we've moved away from that. So what do we have to do now to make sure that um, life has a meaning and purpose is what well, we actually have to lay out what meaning and purpose is to us now. And so, so many people float by mm. um, without 
actually thinking about what is purposeful for them, what is meaningful for them, that now on a mental level, they're always in survival mode. So there's high anxiety, there's high depression, there's um, uh, just to just name a couple of things, or there's always like a state of mental dis-ease, let's put it that way. So mm. um, depression can be quite clinical, that can be pretty pretty rough, but there's also like low grade levels where people could probably do something about it. But because that base level of thinking of just surviving is gone, you have to really think about what you've got to do now. And so it creates this um, disconnect. And um, so we're kind of like mentally trying to survive when, uh, uh, and, and not looking at the question that we really need to ask ourselves is, okay, well, now that we're done with that, how do I make it so that I'm not just surviving? Like I'm, I'm, I'm thriving now as well. So mm. uh, for me, meaning <clears throat> a thing that has been lost uh, on a lot of people, and then you kind of just live through a bit of a haze. And um, so, I think in essence, basically, is we don't have to. There's a lot of people in the world now who don't have to worry about survival, and that creates another issue of its own. And um, so, there's that kind of idea of. The way I've just put it is just, yeah, you have to, you're mentally surviving, you're kind of drowning because you just don't know how to deal with that. It's not, a, it's not necessarily a conscious thing. Uh, but when you start to really think about it consciously, you can um, push beyond just like now feeling like you want to mentally survive and actually mentally thrive. And then you'll be able to um, physically thrive even better as well, if that makes sense. Mm, that's really interesting. I think yeah. um, <clears throat> what I, trying to compare like what our parents went through and generations previous to us, as mm. well as us. Um, so I kind of picture it to, to, to this nature of our parents didn't have time to address a lot of things that, um, that we have time to address because they didn't have the time to go, right, I've got, I want to listen into what, what, what am I feeling like today? <laughs> so let me yeah. wake up and let me address my emotions today. And I'm doing it mm. in that voice because that's kind of how our parents would see us in, in an environment where we go, how do I feel today? I just want to, what, what are my emotions saying to us? What's my intuitive feeling? Then I kind yeah. of, for us, it's kind of like, okay, you're walking through the city center. You have a little hustle and bustle. Our generation is put the headphones on boom, block everything out because we don't have to deal with all of that necessary stuff of survival and putting food on the table. And so that brings us a lot of time, a lot of thinking space mm -hmm. and a lot of facing the truth, but we're not facing it. So yeah, exactly. essentially what it comes down to is cool. So we, we don't have to go fend for ourselves and we're, we're in a good country and so on and so forth. The last thing that we're thinking about is the next meal, right? We're instead thinking about the next like that we're going to get on our picture. And so what we've done is we've pulled away from certain aspects of let me address emotion because I've got the time now. But then we've also got every single thing to distract us from addressing or very own, like you said, mentioned conscious. So what is it that we are genuinely inclined to do? So if today I'm feeling a certain way about myself and we can go to depression or whatever it might be, but just you're just feeling a certain way about yourself, what people tend to do, and I've definitely done this, is we crack on social media or we go onto YouTube or we'll go onto a podcast and we'll drown the crap out of whatever we're feeling or those thoughts. We're having that honest conversation with ourselves. And that can put you in, and, and that's, that's not very healthy. It's doing the opposite of what we should be doing. And, of course, our parents didn't have this. They were going for survival. And if we blank that out, okay, we don't have that in our equation. We don't have survival. We just have time to listen to podcasts, go to the gym, come back home, sit with your other half and whatever. We don't have that to worry about. We can get mm. an easy, decent-paid job, live in a flat, and you're good. But then the thing that we're missing is addressing those thoughts, being very honest with ourselves. And I think COVID – has definitely been a time for every single one of us to sit down and go, right, honest conversation time, but we just don't do that enough. 
And so without survival in the equation, we just have a lot of time. Now, but mm-hmm. the thing is with time, we also have a lot of other distractions because of the technology that we're living in, or the, the age of technology that we're living in. We can quite easily, and again, I know people that do this where they, they just, in this vicious cycle, and I've done this myself, absolutely done this myself. Wake up, first thing I do is go on my phone, check my notifications. Instead mm-hmm. of dropping the phone and going, was that a good sleep? How am I feeling today? Cool. Mm-hmm. Let's get on with the day and let's attack the day and let's be reactive and let's respond, right? But then all I'm doing is just drowning out emotions or drowning out certain things that I should be addressing that mm-hmm. I'm not. And I think yeah. our generation just isn't doing that anymore. We're just mm-hmm. so afraid to sit with our own thoughts. So we mm-hmm. always have to have something on. The amount of stimulation that we get from certain things, we're afraid to just drop the phone and go, right, I'm sat, sat here on my own now. What am yeah. I going to do with this time? And that is powerful shit. And, mm-hmm. I, and somebody I follow on Instagram, and he always talks about inner work, like journaling and just having conversations with yourself and manifestation and all these things. But all those things really are just you sitting with yourself and coming to terms with what don't you like about yourself? What do you like about yourself? What should we change? And what's remarkable, remarkable about all of this is the answers are just here. Mm-hmm. But it takes a lot of balls for you to just go, mm, let me look inside. And so survival for us is kind of getting doing away with the distractions and addressing mm-hmm. our emotions because we've, we've been mm-hmm. given, the gift for us is time. We literally yeah. have so much of it, um, mm. but we're distracted. We're just so highly stimulated. We're distracted, and that we just don't have those honest conversations anymore. And yeah. for our parents, it was depression doesn't exist. Go, go bloody get your ass in a job. For us, depression <laughs> exists, but I don't want to do anything about it. I don't want to address mm. anything. I just want to go drown myself on social media and live this way. For our parents, mm. drowning was let me go earn some money and let me go do that. So it's just switched. We've kind of gone, we'll take that out. Let's throw in some Instagram, some Facebook, some of this, some of that. Um, mm. Go for it. Just don't have those honest conversations anymore. Yeah, mm. no, you put that. You put that really nicely, man. Is uh, I think there's yeah, a lot of truth. A lot of truth mm. is just yeah. Go on. Go on. So it sounds like in both instances, it's the same thing we were discussing earlier. So like, you're using the time, either you're working with it or you're social media social mediaing with it, and you're not using the time to do the right thing to introspect so it's a case of it's back to that same thing a case of misusing the time to cloud yourself with the wrong the wrong um endeavor with of Mm -hmm. of your efforts you know i mean like and and that that it only leads to the the same product right it leads to the same product again Uh, again 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 you reinforce that you end up reinforcing that so much that our parents would tell us to go do the same thing they did it's like, well, I'm, I don't, I don't think you're actually happy with with the product of what you've made. So now you want me to go do the same thing? I don't think so. Like, I have to, I have mm. to go, I have to question, I have to check this. And it's, 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 we are born out of them. You know what I mean? So we see where they potentially made it and also didn't mm. make it. So we need to adjust and pivot accordingly. Otherwise, yeah. we'll end up making the same mistakes. Like, like, well, I'm, so I'm seeing, seeing the same thing of like generational, generational issues. Like my, my client Hemel, shout out to Hemel. Um, sent me this thing this week where it was like either either you're you're fighting um, a repeat of what was before you or you're fighting the break of the cycle. And actually, no, it was Amra who said this to me. My sister, my sister said this to me a long time ago. But Hemel sent me something very similar this week, and it was yeah, you have those you have those choices. Either you're you're fighting to to break or you're or you're fighting to stay within the same confines. And either way, it's 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 a struggle both ways. <coughs> Definitely. Mm, definitely yeah, a yeah, struggle. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. man. That's, that's, right. that's, that's taking a level of self-awareness, right? Because you've got to look at 
Like you don't necessarily even have to look at what's happened generations past. You just got to know that what you don't want and what you do want and mm. or what feels mm. what sits right with you and what doesn't. And mm. um, yeah, a lot of this, a lot of stuff, you can inherit that bullshit as well. So you got to take it upon yourself to just change that cycle. It's like, okay, Absolutely. this is the history. This is yeah. the history of my family. Um, all right. Um, I see it. I'm going to do something different. Yeah. And it's so interesting that we think like that, right? We think, all right, this is what I've witnessed in my childhood. This is so, I, and I just, and we all have been there in some certain cases. And we, we say unequivocally to ourselves, my kids are not going to experience this. Nope, I'm not mm. going to put them through that. But what also happens is we're so involved in the environment, or we're so kind of enveloped in the environment, and that we start to resist. And we talked about earlier, what is up here will manifest, manifest itself into reality. But it's also so it stands true that whatever you try to resist and you're thinking about and you're constantly like, I don't want, I don't want, I don't want this, I don't want this, you end up falling into the trap of living through that exact same existence because you've done nothing to try and reverse the order or break the cycle. Instead, you just told yourself, I need to get out of this, I need to do something different, I need to do something different. And in that time being spent of saying, resisting the actual thing, which is what you're focusing on and you're, you're actually basically bringing up to reality and manifesting into your reality, is you fall into the same trap. And I, and I see this so much within people so close to around me and Umar will also mention that they they said the same things when they were kids they said oh, i don't want this i don't want this from what, what this person did previous generation to mine i'm just not having it in mind but then they go do the exact same thing add a filter look different and it's the same thing it's just it's just masked or you know what camouflage i don't know what you'd call it but it's just there it's the exact same thing but it's wrapped up in something that looks a little different and they're sat there with the impression that it's something different. And mm. the trap is that they never did the healing work. They never did the inner work. They just they just did the outside work. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you get that mm. impression. I don't know if you this is it's gonna be a bit of a sad example, but it's true. You you when you when you visit family, like say someone's passed away and you and you have that moment where you're in a room <clears> full of people that you are in some ways related to family, friends, distant relatives, whatever. And you maybe see one other person who's done the work and you're like, oh, shit, there's the light. Like, ah, oh, everybody look, everybody look there. Everybody, there's, there's there. Like, let's all, let's all gather around and like, yeah. maybe they can help us. Ask him, but, ask him. Yeah. And, and, but then you also see an abundance of people that are just shuffling along the same way, all the way to, to, to diabetes and to, and to judgment and to... Mm not looking any kind of introspection, not actually routine, all of this stuff that we talk about endlessly. I mean, I've been smiling to the podcast so many times because Bilal was bringing up the same stuff that we talk about so much. And mm -hmm. I love I love it because it just affirmation that this kid gets it and that we also in some ways get it. And I, I can't wait for this stuff to go more mainstream because I think we're starting something proper. It makes me super excited because just <laughs> from one conversation, what was it? Is this a 20th, is this a 20th episode? Episode 20, man. Jeez. Ooh. You are number twenty. Nice. Number twenty. I like you know? it. I like That's it. That's like this. This is this is the level of like ascension. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I, feel, I feel really proud. And this this yeah, my man. sister touches on it a few times. Like she talks about talks about our generation, as in Bilal, his brother Amar, our cousin Hasib, his brother Habib, and and I'm gonna include TJ in that as well. Um, I feel like we're breaking the cycle. I feel like we're strong enough in our in our in our faith to hold hold our flag in the sand and say no we do what we do how we do what we need to do so we qualify in those sections but we've also mm. taken that magnifying glass and pointed it right in the mirror and gone okay mate well, what do we need to work on what do we need to work mm. on because because this is not 
this is not a um a, a time to repeat what we've seen before because what we've seen mm. before has been has been amazing in some ways and like Bilal will speak to this and G I know your your life is the same because your parents set you up amazingly but they didn't mm. they didn't set us up to be ineffective they set us up yeah, to be man. massively effective you know what I mean for that's for right. the world that we're in now and that's why I feel like like Bilal you're talking about people that we see around us and I feel like it stems from a place of lack of belief lack of belief that I can change mm. the world I know I can mm. I will I am doing I, I, we can change the world you and you both of you right and i think mm. if you can set yourself up to that standard from day one you can do anything you'll definitely stumble and fall along the way you, you must because you must lose yourself to find yourself right if you stay if you stay and this is a topic i want to touch on quickly i'm, I'm training in my own home gym below um mm. when we used to live in stockton and i think it's fantastic but at some point you have to break out of there and you have to kind of mm. go out into the big wide world and see what the real problems are because it's like it's like Hercules in the, in the movie Disney movie right so he's he's in his yeah. little town and he has to go out and find his trainer he has to go out then he has to go to thieves and he has to go and fight the big monsters and everything else mm. that's the hero's journey for a reason you know what I mean because mm. you can cultivate what we need to cultivate this this podcast is a means of doing that bringing people in kind of us us talking me and G talking first 10 episodes deep sound let's go find people now let's go bring this person mm. that person the other and make this network grow because I, 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 and it all stems back to that same thing of unless you believe that you are somebody here to no no human being is designed to be something inane like a shelf stacker like you're just mm. not there's so too much potential within you like the same dna that runs within you ran ran inside freaking ramesses right and he built the pyramids the same dna inside you is inside david attenborough is inside madame curie right like put yourself on their level like let's mm. be about it to the level that they were about it. You know what I mean? I think I think there's this an abundance, there's billions of people just wasting away. And like Sylvie said mm. it in the reference Sylvie a few few podcasts ago. It's like they're they're dead, but they're just not buried yet. And um this is this is like it's so it's so true. It's so true. You, you can't right? yeah. Jeez. yeah yeah. I still, 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 still needs to be on that nature as metal as well. Just be there. Just dancing as him. Dude, he'd be dancing a lion, man. He's like, he's because he's, he's about it. That's why he's like, give me the hardest challenge. <laughs> That's yeah, it. man. That's, That's so true. It. That's it. Yeah, yeah. We see that too much. Right. We see too much with people that just kind of aren't, aren't, uh, and it's, it, it's not, I don't want to shine the light on people and be like, because, this is a fine line to walk. I know that personally, I've had it made for me. I've had this house. I've had this platform. I've had this faith from day one that's been pushed to me, pushed to me. So this is building me to a level where I should be damn effective. And I hold mm. myself to that standard. I want to hold myself to that standard. Uh, but rest of the people don't have this. They haven't had the lineage that we've had. They haven't had the, the friends that we've had, the, the acquaintances, mm. right? So it's that, this is why it's so important for us to firstly, like Bilal said, introspect and make sure that we check ourselves go out into the wide world and then really like like peter peterson says we are networks within a node and we so we are node nodes within a network right and really we're just one organism when i breathe we all breathe when we breathe everyone breathes right and mm. it's if, if we can think of it like that like like people just my uh my name for this podcast was going to be um don't be a something brown right like kind of just 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 let's all be just all just kind of work for each other and then i end up turning into nurture your garden brown because i was like a mm. bit more pg um <laughs> so, yeah, uh, man, but, we can go 18 yeah yeah watershed off yeah. um yeah so I, I i definitely think that a lot of the stuff that we discussed in this is some of the things some of the things that belongs brought up today 
one million percent people need to people need to we need to set the stage for people to to be able to be as effective as we can be Mm, you need to be on the stage man because every time you talk about it you get me fucking jacked (laughs) 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 my heart is starting to beat i'm ready to go (laughs) we work it out we work it out he's telling me i'm recording a workout right now seriously Uh, (laughs) i'm like yes this is this is why you are my friend. This is, <laughs> this is why I have people like you around me, man, because it just gets you fucking jacked. To it's just real. It's very real. Yeah, appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. But this only comes out within your within this presence. You know what I mean? That, mm. That's that's why it's so real. And really, we spoke about this. That book is still sat there, the one of how to talk. You know what I mean? Like how to, yeah, how to yeah. express yourself, right? Like, yeah. like NWA, NWA song, right? But... <laughs> that that was it for me like learn that piece as soon as you can learn to speak maybe you can start speaking effectively and change yourself mm. and change everybody else mm. or whatever then it steamrolls from there and i'm still i'm still falling as i work but you guys are you guys have your own obstacles everybody else has, has their own obstacles just face mm. your uh face no. your fear right and keep going yeah exactly you're right man. it's just and, and that's that point of like you know we've got it made we don't want to take for granted the level that we're coming from and but even for people who are below that level like even for people who feel like they got nothing is that like the principle is the same you still got to look at yourself and you still got to do that one thing that you can do to pull yourself out of whatever hell you're in mm. and it applies because i mean we can look at it from our perspective uh, let's say from training clients right so a lot of my clients, um, you know, they're all kind of in the same sort of, um, uh, well, at least when the city was operational, they had like you know, this, they're the same background. It's like the you know, city workers, highly driven. But then, you know, one will be 49 years old, six foot four, being like, I saw a picture of myself and I was devastated that I looked this way. I'm going to change that to somebody who's 40, five foot two overweight or has a severe back problem but the thing that they're going through is the same in a sense which is i'm in a place where i'm not happy and it's not serving me well i need to be out of that place so it doesn't matter who you are you can that's how we can relate it doesn't matter where you're coming from so when like this is what i hate about like the media narrative or just people's narrative in general is like oh you this person's a billionaire how can they have problems it's like mate you get a different set of problems whichever level you get to you know mm. arguably that person might even have bigger problems right because mm. <laughs> you look at everybody's looking at this person like what are you going to do or everybody's mm. looking at this person for answers because oh this person's got solutions that no one else has figured out so you know why don't you share the wealth all that kind of shit and they, they're going to get mm. answers to questions that they don't have answers for and that makes life difficult for them mm. and just for them because everybody's looking at them trying to make these answers uh, uh, to try and find the right answers right so is just different levels to the problems. And it doesn't mean that, um, you know, somebody who's extremely poor um, is allowed to have problems versus somebody who's extremely rich. It's like, no, it's like you were saying, man, it just is. It just is. You always have a problem. You just have to, what you do is learn how to deal with that problem in front of you. Mm -hmm. We all got problems. We all got problems. Got nine nine problems, but a podcast ain't one. That's good stuff. Yeah. Should we should we should we segue into some uh, some actual? Yeah, some Jimmy, some some yeah. like training, some some bicep pump. let's talk. Bills, God, man, we we need we need to hear about your journey because Bill's, Bill's, my journey. 
exactly mind shiny yeah um, and you're talking about feeling like a broken mess Um, what were you doing what what were you doing like what was was i not doing yeah or like not just to like feel broken but like just in life what's the context context okay um physical activity always it's it's been a part of my youth life as young as, as as far as i can remember um seven years old running in the park being a crazy little kid playing cricket and football that kind of stuff within the family and dad was always pushing physical activity is really important um and, and thank god he did i don't know where the hell i'd be without that kind of and it's oh, yeah. become an everyday thing for me it's, it's literally part of me as a character as a person because I, I go to it so much but childhood very much activity based um but also high expectations in terms of you know, when we're running, yeah, we're running for a hobby, but let's just, why don't we just time it on a stopwatch just to see where you're at, <laughs> do you know what I mean? And so there's always yeah, a level of expectation. Yeah, yeah, do you know what I mean? So let, let, let's just see where you're at, and then we'll go, and then next week we'll see where you're at again. And so there's always that, there was a level of expectation amongst physical activity. So that was always the thing. Um, and then running in athletics is kind of where it started, doing a lot of running in the park and then going to Saffron Lane and then looking to compete and stuff like that. Never ended up competing in that. Then went down the route of contact sports, boxing. But I mean, all of these things, the way I started was it was just doing a lot of the same thing. And it was, it was kind of like the aggression kind of thing. Just do more. Just do more, you'll get better. Just do more and you'll get better. <laughs> Sorry, man. It just, we just heard this noise. It sounded like a technical fart. <laughs> oh, did you hear it? Did you hear it? I didn't hear it. yapping away. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Imagine if I fought in the pocket, that'd be brilliant. Um, <laughs> you would know about it, like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't me. Sorry, it wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't exactly. me. Um, Sorry, man. That could be off mid thought because it was just no, a right. of us. Came out, me, 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 me. What was that? <laughs> I was like, I was like, did I say something? Did I say was something? that you? Was that um, you? Oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Bo- um, boxing, boxing, boxing. Yeah. You just so contact sports. Yeah, just do more. To get better, do more. To get better, do more. You want to get better at boxing, go do more rounds. You want to get better at running, go do more rounds of running. Go run 400 meters as much as you possibly want to or can. Um, mm. And so then I carry that into resistance training. And I started resistance training in my garage in my shed. Um, I remember I used to have a lawnmower and I used to do incline bench press on that. But this is the setup. And I want you to picture this because it's, it's, it's tragic. But, it's, you know, we did it. it. Um, so we put the phone, the, I put the, the lawnmower and I'd lean it against the wall. But because it has a handle, it's slide up against the wall. So I'd weigh things on top of the handle. And then because it's got like a little curvy thing, <laughs> this is ridiculous. I'd lay down on it with my back and I'd grab any weight. And I used to have a bar, like the, the old school York bars and stuff like that. All yeah, our dads yeah. used to rock. Yeah, we all got that stuff. Um, and then I used to just clean and jerk that shit. And then I used to just bench press for as, as many times as I possibly could, like, you want to you want to get better? You want to get a bigger chest? Just do more. Just just do more until I I do that for an hour straight and do press ups and I followed idiots <laughs> like who would I follow at the time? Who was my entrance on YouTube like the YouTube world? It was probably Greg Plitt. I know he's passed mm, away since. Greg but his Plitt. idea his idea was kind of like get in the fucking gym four a.m. You got to do that shit. If you don't do the work, you're a piece of shit. You're a pussy. <laughs> that was his thing. That was Greg Plitt, right? You just got to do it. So that was Easy. me doing explosive press ups, not knowing what the hell I was doing. Um, and I kind of did that for a few years uh, amongst the boxing. And the boxing was, I was doing it with grown men, like literally grown men. These guys were running 40 minutes at the time. And, and when I mean running, it felt like sprinting for me, but I would just do it. I'd just do the 40 minutes. I'd have shin splints and I don't, don't give a shit. I'm just going to do it. Go to the gym after, after a 40 minute run, go to six rounds on the bag, beat the crap out of the biggest bag that looked. 
look like it could envelop me if it did fall on me. It could kill me probably. You just do six, yeah. seven rounds in that. Elbows are sore, shoulders are hurting. It doesn't matter. Get better, do more. And so that, that's kind of like the trajectory that it took. And I took that into weightlifting as well. When I really started weightlifting, and this is going to shock you guys, when I really picked up a dumbbell heavier than 10 kilos or 15 kilos was actually in my first or second year of university, mm. which is only about, now graduated in 2016. It's 2020 now, so about five, six years ago. That's wow. the first time I picked up a dumbbell heavier than, like I said, 15, 20 kilos. Same mindset. Do more. Just you want to get better, do more. You want to get bigger, do more. So I was eating you know, stupid amounts of food. And just lifting weights stupidly, deadlift the whole thing. And I was following a lot of YouTube personalities at the time, which now, if I stood in the same room, I'd start slapping them up. Like, what, what were you teaching as kids, man? Um, <laughs> bloody do chest day when you start out. Who's, who's meant to do 40 sets of chest a week when you've just started out? No one, you know what I mean? But I was yeah. doing that. Um, and so I developed a lot of issues, like a lot of um, shoulder problems. And it, but the, the, here's the thing. But because of my perception of that wasn't problems, it, they, they didn't seem like problems to me. They were just masters. This is pretty normal. So I could I still continue to do everything I continue to do. And so there were never really problems up until the point where doing a bench press was kind of like, oh, my shoulder's about to fall off, especially my mm -hmm. left shoulder. And then my hips and squats um, started feeling like all sorts of like cracky pops and impingement or whatever. And then running became like a bit of a chore for me. And I used to always run. So coming from the athletic background of doing things that are fluid in movement, not like working only strictly in the sagittal plane, but you're just going doing everything. Like you're a boxer, you're explosive to doing things strictly in the gym. I find I was losing that ability to be athletic. But again, it was normal. You do more. You want to get better, just do more. Um, up until I'd say, I think it was around graduated from university. We went into business, me and my younger brother. Um, during that business, uh, we were doing business. And we were working out there. We actually worked with Umar and did a bit of a 12-week transformation. It's kind of hit its pinnacle. Um, and at that point, I'd say I was frustrated as hell with my body. Not in terms of how it looked. I've always been lean, can always hold a lean physique. But it's how I felt. It just seemed so backward to me that I was in the gym so much, able to do so much, felt so strong in certain positions. But then just standing was a bit of an issue. I could feel the elbows. I could feel the shoulders. I could feel the hips, knees, ankles, whatever. And I could feel that. Um, and so it just seemed like I was putting myself in a bit of a... It, it was normal up until a certain point where the frustration hit a peak and I thought, this can't be it. This just can't be it. You can't spend two hours in the gym every single day, do the jog jogging or running. You think you should be invincible. Like the, the notion of it as a kid is you do all this work, you put on all this muscle, your physique looks amazing, so you should feel amazing. But it just doesn't Rocky. work out like that. Yeah, that's it, man. Put on the music and I'll jog in six feet snow and I'll be all right. So just do more. Yeah. You want to get better, do more. Um and so it was around 2018. So we're at this point, we're selling the business, the food business, and we're coming back to Leicester. And I decided, all right, this is it. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna stop everything that I've been doing because I was doing a lot at the time. I think I was just dabbling in boxing, still doing the weight training, deadlifting, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I decided, I'm just gonna stop. That's it, literally abruptly. And I was like, okay, now let me look for a coach. Let me look for something that I can, I can almost start over from ground one, ground level, ground zero, because I really didn't know much about muscle groups, anatomy, or anything in 2018. Like, I mean nothing. I didn't know my head from my ass. Like, tell me about a bicep insertion origin. I'd look at you like, what are you talking about? They, that, that's how muscles work and stuff like that? Just clueless. And then I was introduced to MoveU online, and they had a program, Forever Fix, and Omar knows the program pretty well. Amazing program for individuals who are just, you know, trying to fix themselves or just go through movement or want to understand fix more about their bodies. Shit. Fix your shit. Um, and so that was kind of the entry point into ditching everything, absolutely everything, no boxing, nothing. And I did that for about eight to nine months. 
and I follow that program religiously. When I mean religiously, I mean, all right, cool. We're going to do this every single day, morning and evening, morning and evening, morning and evening. Nice. Um, and it just got to the point where after a month, I was like, right, the muscle, I'm losing muscle. I'm gaining some weight and so on and so forth. But I feel pretty aware of what my body's doing. I'm always doing like things with my shoulders because I know exactly where they are. Um, when I do a press-up now, every now and then I sneak in a press-up just to see how the press-up's feeling. And I could see how that would impact my body, just doing very small movements progressively over time. Um, so I did that for eight months. And it, during that eight months, it was in, it would never occur to me that I'd go into fitness or health or anything like that. This was purely, strictly an endeavor for myself to feel better in movement so I can do this for the rest of my life. That was it. Never a, a progression to a career or anything of that sort. And then part of the movie course, they introduce you to anatomy. So then I, then I think Omar introduced me to this doctor on, on YouTube who talks about anatomy. The, 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 um, I don't know if you, Omar, the, the brown Kelly hair. He's, I don't know oh, if you remember Sam, him. Sam Webster? Sam, Sam Webster. And he did some brilliant basic anatomy videos. So that's kind of, that's second, I'd say I did that alongside the movie program. And that's it. After eight months, I just felt like, right, now it's time to jump into getting into the weights again, start movement again and, you know, learn really what it's like to to feel your body in movement as opposed to feel most that chest tearing pump and the arm pump. Aside from that, feel what, how my, how is my body moving as one massive unit, as one body, essentially how the word would suggest. So how and did that's you, it. From, after like eight, nine months, how did you feel? Absolutely amazing. Um, and I'd say definitely things to learn from. You should never ditch activity like I did all the way. But I needed to. I needed to because of the state I was in, um, just the pain or just the restrictions, kind of how I felt when I was waking up. And this is you're you're, tw- you're in your twenties, and this used to mm. always pop up in mind. You're in your twenties, and you're feeling like this, or your elbows feel like they're about to fall off every time you do a bench press or a overhead extension or something like that. It just can't. It just can't be. It doesn't make any bloody sense, right? Mm. Um, and so after eight nine months, I was moving a lot better. Range of motion had improved. I still had the issues. Left shoulder wasn't cleared up completely but I still had the issues. I was just more confident that now if I go into a bench press or a press up, I'd know exactly what remedial measures to take to beforehand or warming up effectively so that I can enjoy my bench press and I wouldn't feel like my shoulders about to fall off post bench press. And then thereafter, it's just been straight. I did the personal training course, corrective exercise. Now we're on Jordan Shallows. So it's been a lot in a few little years, 2018. So I'm very young into to learning all of this kind of stuff, but I picked it up very quickly because of how I entered. It was just focus on myself. Okay, mm. so this is what the quad does. All right, so how do I stretch the quad if my quad's feeling tight? Cool. Anatomy tells me inserts here, origin is here. Then if I move those points, then cool, we get a stretch. And I do it on myself. That, and that was it. That was probably the biggest benefit from the Move You program was this is what you're feeling. Right, let's look at anatomy. What do these muscles say? Then cool, let's try and address it. And not from a perspective of or end range contractions or this or that. No, you just want to feel better. This is what this muscle does. Stretch it. Cool, this is what it does experiment this is a step up you feel it on your glute go to 10 reps two sets things as basic as that and uh because i think because i thought about things watched the video implemented looked at different strategies and just did it i just did it every single day in my room i'd mess around i have bands still today walk into umar's room he'll have bands he'll probably do the same thing just experimented on myself Mm. and that's why when i do these i think that's what helped the learning just kind of just through the roof and you can yeah. tell me certain things about my body, and I'd know. I just know because I do it on myself, you know. And um, now I'm at a point where I can do. I'm not afraid to go grappling or jiu-jitsu and do these kind of crazy things, which are not so natural for your body. But I know what measures to take to make sure that I'm okay. And I'm moving well. I'm moving fine. Mobility sessions are in there. My workouts are supplementing how my body moves, as opposed to doing the opposite and just you know mashing my body up completely. Mm. So um, 
So yeah, it's been, it feels like a long road, but it's been very, now that I'm talking about it, it's like a snapshot. Jesus, mm, yeah. 2018, that's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I was so kind that's, of, that's like, been, yeah. yeah, yeah, I was, that's, it's cool, man. I was like, I was in a very similar boat when I kind of started out as well. Cause I had this, yeah. uh, for me, it was more like a realization. It was like, oh shit. Okay. Well, I need to address some things. It was like, um, I started, I started out in the industry. I'd always, I was already a fitness coach. And then, um, uh, I had, uh, I just basically, I was teaching one of the classes as a fitness coach. And mm-hmm. then I went to demonstrate an exercise and like, just felt something ping in my abdominal. I was like, what the fuck's going on here? But I, no it wasn't way. bad enough like that I had to completely stop. I could just carry on, but I was like, okay, something's just gone off. And, and like, it's not like, pre- like previous injuries I'd had were fractures basically. So I'd fractured my wow. metatarsal, I'd fractured my ankle, but I'd never like really remember pulling a muscle or anything. Like I got shin splints once and then I got that dealt with. And mm. it was like, okay, cool. Um, Cause at one point I think I was probably skipping too much as a 17, 18 year old for a little bit. And it was like, oh, this is actually doesn't feel good because I'm not strong enough to handle this. And I got it dealt with, but actually have going through something like that, I was like, oh, this is a bit strange. That feels mm. weird. And then saw the chiropractor and like, you know, amazing, amazing chiropractor, like ended up being a mentor of mine for a bit of time. Or at wow. least unofficially, because I just like, you know what, I, I resonate with a lot of what you say. And um, mm. you're just a really good person to have around me early on in my career. And then I was like, you know, I do all these core exercises and stuff. He's like, mate, you're cool as shit. And I was like, what? Mm. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm a fucking fitness trainer. For the core <laughs> <and> shit. <laughs> I got abs, and, dude. I got abs, look. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It is just like, oh, man, that just, that's, he just, just brought me down so many pegs, man. <laughs> I was mm. like, I thought I knew what I was doing. It turns out I don't. Yeah. He's like, hey, you tore your psoas. And I was like, how the fuck did I do that? I didn't even do anything rough, right? So what? it just, yeah, so it just made me think. I'm 26 at this point, and I'm like, all right, well, clearly I'm not doing something right. If I keep doing this, I'm going to be a mess. I did the same mm. thing. I just stopped. But the thing is, I didn't have that guided approach. I didn't mm. actually do like really any physical activity for about three years <laughs> so what? like yeah it was just i was a lot of experimenting with different things but i didn't yeah. actually like train on a program and I, yeah. I didn't go back to jiu-jitsu like i didn't do i didn't do any of this stuff for ages and uh, and then finally i was like, okay you know what i need to start doing this again but yeah it was very similar where it's like okay i've got something if i if i don't do something about it now i could be 30 in a complete mess so mm just uh, thought, right? yeah. yeah exactly but it was more like you know, you know it wasn't even that much of a long-term thought it was just like why am i why is something wrong this shouldn't mm. be wrong so then mm. i just wanted to fix it so then i realized mm. there's a whole world out there because i got into fitness and, and, and personal training because i was thinking oh you know what i can help i can teach other people how to get results but then i walked through that door and i realized there's about 20 other doors that are behind that door. I was like, oh shit, this is not a straightforward journey. It's not going to be as easy mm. as that. So I went mm. down that functional route, like straight off mm. the bat, mobility, movement, and function. And um, and yeah, it's a good thing I did. Um, otherwise, yeah, it'd just be problems, man. But I, I resonate yeah. with that story. I resonate with your story. Yeah, man. And it really is as basic as that. You just start questioning yourself, like, well, why is that hurting when I do that? What should it be hurting? Oh, I'm 20. Yeah. I, I should be invincible. Uh, my daddy's yeah. saying in your 20s, you should be pinnacle. It's mm. the peak of your performance in, in, in all aspects. In your 20s and 30s. The way mm. I was going was like, I was like, continue mm. doing this and my ankle's going to fall off and my hips are going to dislocate whenever I do something. And it, it, of course, it wasn't, I didn't understand the gravity of the situation then. All I know mm. is it just didn't feel good. Now mm. I'm saying dislocation and I'm saying muscle this, that imbalances. I didn't know that. All I just knew was feeling good and I wanted to yeah. change something. So frustration right. led to 
that pain being a bit too much and just kind of right next what what can i do for this mm. okay that's really interesting man. really interesting uh, it seems like a lot of your audience now is mm. those same people bro do you, would you agree Absolutely. So my my avatar in, in social media, my business coach, shout out to Ollie Carson. He talks about how when you're on social media, if you're doing it for the purpose of looking to impact and gain clients, then you have to talk to a certain group of people. So if ever I'm planning a social media post, I, what's my avatar? Who am I talking to? I'm essentially talking to myself four, five, six years ago, or literally two, three years ago. Jesus, I'm talking to myself three years ago. What mistakes did I make as a teenager or as a person just starting out in weight? or movement and not understanding certain fundamentals that we should all walk into the gym with. And I don't know who says this. Is it you, G, or I saw in a podcast, we are essentially personal trainers or doctors of the gym, right? You wouldn't go have a health condition and not go to a doctor and try and figure out yourself. And why the hell do we do that when we walk into the gym, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so just kind of talking to myself that many years ago, that's the people I want to impact. My 20s, kind of like make your 20s great again, right? You shouldn't be living <laughs> in pain. And the majority of, and we've got a nice little group now that I'm working with, about 10 to 15 guys. Most of them are in their 20s. I'd say one is above 30, is about 36. Um, but most of them are 20s. Sciatica pain. Lower, like they'll, they'll be told stuff like, oh, they have disc degenerative disease or all these kind of things. And, but, and, and their mindset about movement, it's so poor because they don't understand what movement is specifically what it actually is. They're just not equipped mm-hmm. the education. Um, and they entered the same way I did. Just if you want to get better, do more or, um, you know, and then they just mess themselves up. And so as a result, they build over these negative relationships with movement and stuff like that. And so my goal is to go, right, so whoever's about to step in the gym or you're in the gym already and you kind of lack direction, you don't really feel like you're improving, but you always feel like as soon as you step out of the gym, I'm a bit stiff. Why am I not moving like I want to be? Um, and everybody says, I have, so, I can tell you on average in a month, I have about 15 people message me going, dude, I can't touch my toes. Should I be worried? <laughs> like, or something, something abstract. Like, dude, I want to do the splits in my 20s, but why can't I do the splits? And abstract things. But really what they're asking is, I just don't move as well as I really want to. How can you help? Do you know what I mean? And a lot of 20-year-olds go through this. And I've seen some interesting cases. 22-year-olds, 23-year-olds can't sleep at night because they're living in chronic pain. Do you know what I mean? And they just don't move. But they go gym. They go gym G, they're, they're there four or five times a week. They're doing the shoulders, they're doing the chest days, but they're just screwing themselves up in the process. So that's the people that I um, want to speak to on a weekly basis when I'm posting and stuff on Instagram. Yeah, I like yeah. that, man. Super helpful, super, super necessary. There we go, I'm sneaking it in. Yeah, super, super necessary, bro. Hey, they make no bones about it, man. Explicitly, it's going to get in there every podcast. Yeah, every <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, that's the kind of thing people need, that. like, university mm. people are people coming out of secondary school people going into primary school you know what i mean like this is it's it's, it's akin to like getting um, back to nurture in your garden right buying a plant mm. pot buying a plant you want that thing to survive you want that thing to thrive right mm. and um it's it's getting smashed into the ground like mm. no some nobody with any kind of finesse is going mm. about growing this plant pot and feeding it where it needs to be fed and, and giving the experience it needs to be given and really what's going to be the product it's going to be some mm. backward ass mm. plant like yeah, no one absolutely. wants that no one wants that weird weird plant that don't don't kind of grow any further <laughs> and um whereas what you've done is you've repotted yourself you've you've kind mm. of gone at it with with a bit of care you've trimmed a few leaves away you've you've not you've not painted the leaves green this is like this is a phrase that kind of I, i've used before mm. but like um in the in, in the, the west or, or kind yeah. of yeah like the uh the, the alice in wonderland thing right so alice in wonderland 
the the queen of hearts comes along <clears throat> and she has all these roses and they're all white i think and she her color is red so she paints them all red it's like no no, no mm. the roses are white leave them white mm. you're damaged mm. understand that you're damaged from this don't just try and paint paint over it with oh look at this filter uh, and look at this yeah. social media look at these tight gym shark clothes that i'm wearing like kind of this is <laughs> that, that that bicep vein might be bulging but it's not a functioning arm that it's hanging off of. like, <laughs> exactly can we exactly that? Can we, can, can and we that's that right <laughs> I missed that. What did, what did you say? I missed that. I was like, "Hey, man, don't talk to me like that." <laughs> but I see that. But that's, that's it. And, and we walk into the gym, and I think everyone has to do this. We walk into the gym, and it's again, we're so heavily marketed, but we go in with a two-dimensional view of what do I actually want from the gym, and it, it tends to most of the time. And I know I started because I wanted a bigger chest, or I wanted bigger arms, and stuff like that. But then that leads you down such a narrow road that you you, you don't have any options. And so the mm. results and the consequences of those actions are very we, – we can always guess. Like as trainers, what we see in the gym, what we can expect to see in terms of our shoulders, hips, and certain contraindications that we witness and see, it's pretty obvious because we're down such this narrow road of this is movement to grow a big chest. Or if you want a bigger chest, just bench press. Or this is it. This is your two-dimensional viewpoint. Um, then people go into the gym and they're just not aware. Or so, so my goal is intention is to catch them in that moment. They're in that shit storm of like, what the hell is going on? And they're like feeling a bit hopeless about their workouts. And I go, Hey dude, why don't we sprinkle a little bit of movement? We go back to the foundations a little bit. You're still going to grow. You can still put on some muscle. We have to blend the two. That's perfectly fine. Don't ditch it. Like I did. We're still going to do that, but then we can start to enjoy movement again. We're not going to feel so mm -hmm. stiff when we're moving, um, and when we're moving on a daily basis and stuff like that. So, yeah, man, it's just, and I think it's a net, like you said, it's a necessary evil for people to walk into those marketed gyms so heavily, get that 15 pound membership, and maybe to those uneducated personal trainers that are out there sending those stupid programs, or those online trainers that are messing people up in YouTube and stuff like that, and telling people, go do your chest days, go do your shoulder days. And then after that, they come out of that process damaged and hurt. And it's kind of us, it's where we step in and go, I got you. We'll do the same, we'll, we'll still have fun in the gym. But we'll make sure we do it the right way. We have all these other things that we can consider. Exactly. And the other thing on top of that is, it's like, well, if you actually want to look good, you want to look symmetrical as well. <laughs> you know, it's like it, it happens. If a muscle is not getting a neurological signal to function properly, it's just not going to look the way you want it to look as well. So it's actually mm. going to help you be more swollen if you Absolutely. sweat. Yeah, exactly. Doing less but doing more, right? Doing mm. less is more, especially in that case. Especially in that case. Um, and so, yeah, so it's, it's been quite good. And a group of people that we're working with are understanding it. And, and the people that come to me, it's, it's very like the way the message that you put out, you'll attract the same people who are um, attracted to your message, right? And those, these are these people who are willing to learn. And that, that's mm -hmm. definitely the message that I put out there. On our checking calls, we're always talking about, right, how can we educate this individual that's in front of me so that in 12 weeks he can go out and design his own movement program or he can understand what type of movements that he probably would benefit from. Mm -hmm. um, so he can walk into them and do his stuff while supplementing it with improving his movement through the workout itself and then doing movements of his own. So it's, it's very much about education and empowerment, which, which is what we're all in this industry for, right? The people that we follow and the people that we look up to educate people. We just don't go, here's a little drop in the ocean of what I want you to know so you can pay me next month and renew that membership and just get the financial gains from all of this. It's not that. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's more so about let me educate you and give you that needle of light so we can start improving how you're moving long term. And I wish mm. I had that earlier on. I wish I was like 14. Somebody goes, dude, come to the gym. Uh, we're going to train your shoulders or your chest or upper body today. But this is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to consider. Like, this is the big picture. This is what mm. we're doing today. 
and let me teach you this stuff. And I wish I had that. But in order for me to get there, I had to go through all of that stuff. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So, That's really good. Yeah. You, you conjured up so many images when you were talking, bro. You, you, two things you conjured up in my, in my crazy, wacky mind. And you said, <laughs> oh, I want to catch those people kind of coming into the gym, punching their pure gym pin and like get to that last digit. And Bilal just pops out. Hey, hey. It is rubs it, push yeah, over. Yeah, and that's like, it. That's I'm taking you with me. <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang with a child catcher, just like with a big ass net. Just like, oh, over you. Get in the van. <laughs> We're going to fix that sub scout. <laughs> I think there's a business name in there. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang is like a, I don't know, Chitty Chitty <laughs> something. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, so that's what it stands for, man. Just pretty much my own journey. Uh, here we are working with people. So it's good. It's good fun, man. Didn't think I'd ever be here, but it's, it's been massive. Mm. And having people like you guys around me, it's just been ridiculous because like the level of growth, it's like somebody just went, it blew me up. Like, oh, I just absorbed all this information because I'm around people who are having such high level you know, conversations. And I'm so glad I didn't go to my local gym and just start chilling with those people and just learn it the wrong way. Somehow mm-hmm. I've been gifted the ability to just kind of be plopped up into to, amongst people that are so experienced within the industry that just like, right, why don't we look at it like this? Obviously, with still a, a very infant mind into what I'm doing or what I'm going into, but with a better understanding of what I'm actually going into. Yeah. Um, so that's that's been a blessing, such a blessing for you guys and stuff like that. It's wicked. Yeah, well, likewise, it works. Likewise. Yeah, exactly. Likewise, works both ways as well. Because like now we're all doing prescript together. You know, is uh, is is great. I mean, I've I've kind of like I've, I knew I've needed that. I've needed that for a long time as well to be surrounded by people who I can have these conversations with. Um, mm. Have. Uh, like somebody asked me questions so if uh, i know do i know what i'm talking about and then me asking other people's questions as well and like mm-hmm. getting a different perspective because like i said you know i'm coming from that function and like that's that's where me and you like you know it's good we balance out tj and umar quite nicely there as well like we're coming <laughs> from that end of function these guys are coming from mm-hmm. like scared i just get fucking it's so yeah. good how we're just like meeting in the middle and yeah, uh, having, having these conversations so i'm getting a really good perspective from from you boys as well as a result of that and i'm just yeah, i'm super happy that I get to be able to do that with you guys man chuffed chuffed mm. mega chuffed man. mega chuffed future looks bright eh? future looks bright yeah, it's looking exciting, good. Exciting looking times, good. man. Exciting times. This, this, this time next year, where we'll evolve, achieve, thrive, be. That's it. That's <laughs> exactly. This time next year, hopefully about 80 episodes deep, man. Mm. Oh, God damn. That's just, money, that, you know, you know, I was just That's thinking, wicked. I was about to message you mid-podcast, bro. Um, yeah. I do this sometimes. So we, we do, I was about to message you mid-podcast and say, Need to get this out there. Need to get this pumping out there. You know what I mean? Like, and that—that's I think the the message is. Uh, gee, always, you ask me all the time, like, get people to share it, people to kind of to pass it on to the next person. And a shout out to I eventually got to my clients, Sam, yeah. Amy, Hemel, all this week. You have all taken time to listen to the podcast, share the podcast yeah. with friends, family, and they've come back and told me the story, the success stories of they've, like Bilal said, educated their people around them. It's, it's the education. It's the passing of knowledge. It's the self, self looking at yourself first. Oh, I'm not really fixed on this. Okay, cool. I'll listen to this podcast. Help me in a few ways. I've passed that on now. And to be honest, 80 podcasts, fantastic. But it's the it's the 20 that we've done so far. I think I have so much value in, in some, in some senses, like things, some of the things you've said today, but some of the things that, gee, I know you've said for the last 20 episodes can help so many people. And that's, 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 that's the win, right? That's the win. So, uh, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, uh, 
Bilal had to had to chip off um, close to close to this time. Did uh, do mm-hmm. you have any more time, Roy? Do we stay on for a bit longer, or should we, should we should we call it there? I'm good for another ten minutes if you got ten okay, minutes. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We got six hours. Yeah. Six hours. <laughs> yeah, it's like once you leave, we'll just carry on. Yeah, yeah, Sundays yeah. are podcast days, though. That's it. That's it. It is Sunday today. It is Sunday. Oh, today. It is Sunday. It's gone so yeah. quick. Hey, weekend, weekend, oh, nothing God. in the weekend, man. Oh man, Super this week, I, yeah, this weekend, yeah, it's been, it's been good. It's been good. Mm. I feel like I've got a lot done. Jesus, it is Sunday today. Wow, it's good, man. So let me let me, let me ask you this, bro. Let me ask you this. Um, mm. we, we may may modify this question a little bit because it is a bit of a generic one, but cool. In terms of another trainer getting into the industry right now, mm. yeah, brand new mm. trainer, fresh faced, kind mm. of uh, wanting to have what we have in this context. Mm. What would mm. you say to them? How would you how would you kind of uh, ignite that fire? Because there is there is clearly a reason why you are where you are mm. um, through looking at the looking at yourself and, and and breaking that stuff down. Oh, this is not right. That's not right. How would you ask? How would you kind of put it across to them to think more critically about uh, their journey? To think more critically about their journey. Um, I think I think it stems from. So, I mean, the way I started, just kind of going back to my journey and what really kind of goes, I want to just study endlessly or I want to um, just keep going mm. or just, just keep learning and stuff like that. I, I would say it's wanting to be good at your job, just like wanting mm. to be really good at your job, right? The mistake I made very early on was I was doing a lot of learning as opposed to doing, being very practical. And you know this, right, from our discussions. Um, so I knew a lot of stuff that I could help the odd person every now and then. But I did the eye test, the natural eye test of going, right, let me look at someone. There he is. Where did you go? Captain Brown. Yeah. I think I'm glad you guys were able to carry on. That's amazing yeah. because <laughs> I just got booted, just got booted out. This is episode 20, man. Even, even, even if you're 28 episodes deep, you can still yeah. get new shit coming up out. that you don't know how to deal with. <laughs> Move aside, bitches. Yeah, um, exactly. what, was that, what was that saying? It's, it's just the want to get really good at your job, right? So the reason we stepped into this industry is because we want to, and for, for some people, it comes through impact, and you, you can understand. For some people, are just physical individuals, and they're like, I guess I'll do personal training. But then there comes a level where you want to be really good at your job, right? Because enjoyment, fulfillment comes when you're good at something. You'll always feel frustrated when you're yeah. absolutely crap at something. Or somebody goes, dude, I have a bit of a niggle on my shoulder, or I, my shoulder's not moving as well. And if you don't know, you kind of feel unworthy or something like that. Now, I didn't have that problem early on because I was missing the knowledge of corrective exercise and following people like Muscle Doc and you guys but my the mishap or the mistake I made it was just not practical enough with seeing people and just getting in the in the just getting in the trenches essentially and working with people. So to ignite the passion or to be a bit more of a critical thinker is put yourself in different scenarios or more scenarios and understand what exactly it is that you're looking to do or help people with. So my thing is movement, sure, but I can help you in the gym or outside the gym whether you're at home. And so I just have to put myself out to more people who are looking to do that. Now, the more exposures I have and the better I get at my job and the better, the, you know, the results that I get with my clients, the more inclined I am to go, well, I just need to keep learning because learning mm-hmm. and applying is just a simple recipe. So if, if I have someone here who comes up to me and goes, right, I have, I just feel like in my squat, my lower back hurts or my, I'm just living with lower back pain. And I assess him and I'm absolutely clueless about doing this. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. There comes a point where you just feel unworthy. And this has happened to me very early on when somebody came to me asking about shoulder issues. And I was so early on in personal training, you know, they're still doing the level three course, which is quite simple and basic. You don't deal with shoulder issues or anatomy and that kind of stuff. And I felt quite unworthy. I was like, can I really do this? But all you have to do is learn and apply, learn and apply. And it's a simple recipe. 
And of course, you have to package it up nicely and make sure your client can digest that information. But the bottom line is just get good at your job. And Mark Cole, like someone I follow on Instagram, he's, he's a reputable mm. industry business coach. He always talks about it. You'll always be frustrated if you're not getting the results you want to get for your clients. You'll always be frustrated. But how do you get results? You have to know your shit. You have to know your stuff to a certain degree and then apply it. Just keep applying it, keep applying it. My massive gap for me was, right, I knew this stuff. I could throw out the fancy words, but you throw someone in front of me and my heart rate would be through the roof and I'd start sweating because I was like, oh, man, I haven't really assessed someone like this before. Yeah. And of course, there's always that entry point. But now it's like second nature. My assessments aren't stringent. Like, you know, I'm doing this, 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 and this. It's based off what I'm looking at. But that comes with just doing it, just doing mm. it. Learning, mm. all right, cool, we've done PSL, we're doing this, like the shoulder stuff. I kid you not that we did that shoulder lecture, the four doorways. The next day I was yeah. assessing someone to the shoulder. We just went through the four doorways and that's it. We yeah. figured out, okay, we, we can probably look at this in, in your programming in a few different ways. But it was application, straight learn it and apply it, learn it and apply it. And um, yeah, and that's it. And I think to, to be a critical thinker, or like the way we think or the way we want to address the fitness industry, I'm not sure if that's innate or just, you know, get around the good people. But you can mm. tell like when people know their shit, right? Mm. Like we have a lot yeah. of YouTube and Instagram stars that are, are telling you to do like walks with a band around your knee and that will fix all your problems or just become a little generic now. And we know that we know and there are generic problems that we can all solve and through posting, but you've got to be genuine about it. Like just be yeah. genuine about the people that That's you're trying good. to help. That's like exactly. if someone comes to me or I can throw out, I can easily do this for a year. Just bump up or put my Instagram page in steroids, pay the right people um, in a year's time, have a good amount of followers and throw out online programs for people that are just generic or, I can do the groundwork now, work with mm. individuals that I'm seeing on a real life basis, the 20 year old, the 20 to 30 year olds that I want to impact because that was me. And so there's, I have a vested interest in working with these people. So it's very genuine. Then after a year, after I've seen all these people, then maybe if I put an online course together, then I'm very genuine about what I'm putting out there or I believe in what I'm putting out there because it's come from the real experience. Not, not bloody just blasting out shit because I can. Mm. Like the mm -hmm. industry is leveled up so much. We, we all can understand that. We walk into a gym now, I can go to your nearest gym bro. And he could probably tell me that, oh, bicep has two heads and you have the brickyards. He could probably tell me that because the gym bro on YouTube, you have Squat University with a million subscribers. You get it? We have that now. It's, it's leveled up mm. so much. But what we're losing because everybody has the knowledge, it's become so generic. It's painting mm. the brush over everybody and the solution for one person's solution for the same. But it's not. It really isn't. Mm. So be genuine in your approach as well. Mm. Some good, good advice. advice yeah. yeah. I like that. It's like, uh, so it's someone who's so fresh relatively fresh into the industry as well is like man you're pulling out some good shit so we we got hope for Dude, you I'm so i'm so young <laughs> i hope so <laughs> that's good shit that's good that's good i got yeah. hope from you guys i'm good i'm qualified like, i don't need so, any yeah. qualifications i got well, captain brown and nurturing god on brown's thumbs up in itself is anakin anakin brown that's why that's what he is just, <laughs> just rise him up you're the chosen one that's it that's the anakin brown <laughs> That's yeah, you, bro. man. That's amazing. Old quite old quite got Jid over there, and uh, I don't know, I don't know which one, I am. but uh, yeah, we'll take it. Jedi, you could be Jack Yoda. Jack, <laughs> Jack Yoda. Imagine him wearing a cape. Oh, I love yeah. that. That's it. Me, I, I, I take I take Mace Windu Brown. Thank you very much. I like that. I like that. Samuel yeah. Jackson. Yeah, <laughs> his purple ass lightsaber. Yeah, man. Bro, that's um, 
Yeah, no, I like honestly, I like like a lot of what you're saying as well. And you're right, is because the first thing is that like, you've got to be able to think properly about it as well. Because mm. there's yeah, too much generic shit. And uh, when you start to think about it, you start to realize, hey, hang on, actually, it's a much more complicated picture. Um, yeah. and like you know, Simon Simon talked about basically that Dunning Kruger effect, which is just basically you get a little bit of knowledge, and uh, so like yeah, x and y axes, like uh, your knowledge is here, uh, yeah. and your confidence goes up all the way up to here. But then you start to learn a little bit more. And then it starts to come down because you start to realize, actually, I don't know fucking anything. Your confidence starts Nothing. to come down, but your knowledge is going up. But right. uh, so then you get to a certain point where you realize, actually, I may be classed now as an expert in the industry. However, I will always be humbled because yeah. I just the more I start to know, the more I realize I don't know. Yeah, and yeah, um, absolutely. absolutely. And so, just yeah. Yeah, man, we, we really do, like some of the people that we follow, I follow on Instagram who are genuine about this, who are kind of like the underground kings, I'd call them, like they know their mm. shit, they're helping people on a daily basis, and if they were to throw out an online program, I'd throw my bank account at them because they know their yeah. shit. Um, mm. the, you know, those are the people that we should look up to. Those are the people that doing have done that. They have like 10, 15 years, and for me, it's not about like, right, cool, I'm on this podcast and I'm getting complimented by you guys. But this ain't it. Like ten to fifteen years, I want you guys to still be in a picture and be like, "Oh, yeah, we did it. We're still here. Yeah. We're still rocking in the same industry because that's authenticity. It's not bouncing mm. because because that's what we get a lot of these days. It's, yeah. it's, if it's authentic, stand the test of time. Exactly, right? man. Because um, that's the thing is that there is a lot of bullshit out there. Is a lot of generic bullshit out there as well. And yeah, people. It's just they do exactly what you say. They just throw something at it, and like they got to keep thinking about adapting because they don't really like. It just looks obvious. Is like you just you don't really know who you are and what you're about. You're just doing the thing, and like okay, great, you're making bank and whatever. But how long can you sustain that for? You know, until like people stop resonating with that essentially. Yeah, yeah, and you know, yeah. we talk. Um, so authenticity is a thing. There's a great line. Um, it reminds me. It's like you know, tell the truth, and you never have to remember a thing. And because um, yeah, because yeah. yeah, what I like about that is if you're just always just behaving as your authentic self, you don't have to you don't have to worry about shit, you know, in the sense yes. that um, whereas the other person who's like pumping it out and be like, okay, where's where's the next avenue I can look at? Where's the next avenue I can look at? Whereas if you just are doing you, you don't have to really worry about like the next avenue, next avenue, next avenue. You just you just do and like good shit starts to come to you as well because you're mm. authentic about it. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Mm. That's such a good quote. Eh? Mm. Tell the truth. Yeah, you know, nice. to, yeah, man. Absolutely. Just be authentic about it. And mm. um, yeah, I think you're in an industry where you control people's health, right? Morality like has to come into it at some point. Yeah. You can't you yeah. can't be telling you can't be telling a forty year old man to sit there on a barbell back squat and go, Oh, you're doing amazing while he's jacking mm. up his lower back and his, his hips yeah. and shit. You just can't be doing that. Um, and exactly. I mean, like I said, the industry's leveled up so much that we we we're, we have to have something that's a little we just have to be a bit more think we just have to think mm. more, be a bit more conscious. Mm -hmm. That consciousness that we're talking about while we're working out. We've got to take it to our clients now. We have to. And then the clients will pick it up and then they'll take it into their lives and so on and so forth. Yeah. So we just gift them that man. Exactly. Gift sure. them. That, that end of that end of I can see that pitch that happening very soon, like the bottom end of the industry just dropping out and not mm. having a place because because of coaches like us trying to like trying trying our best to, to know when we don't know nothing, it's a time it's time to go sit down and get your books out and, and realize that okay, let me let me be present in the class like like, like we're, mm. we are being right now. 
That's uh, needed. Hundred percent needed. Yeah, yeah. Very interesting. Mm. All right, go on, man. I think you got, you got, you got to bounce, right? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, yeah, that's perfect timing. Perfect timing. Cheap. I'm gonna go see TJ awesome, in a bit as well. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, he was telling me earlier. He was telling me earlier. You catch him on a call. Catch with him. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, catch up with him. See how the programs go. But yeah, my boys, it's a pleasure, pleasure. Thank you for having me on. I honestly Bye, feel bro. so with you, surrounded by you two. I feel so like privileged right now because you guys are years in the industry and you know your shit. And so these are the people I want to always associate myself with. So thank you for getting me on, man. Really appreciate that. I appreciate it, brother. Yeah, exactly. Thank you for your time as well. Wicked to have you on as well. We'll do it again for sure, man. It's it good because clearly there's a lot of stuff that we could all keep talking about. And, uh, <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll go there. But uh, you know, for people who are listening as well, really appreciate you listening. Uh, as Umar said as well, just like mad props to everybody who tunes in because, um, yeah, we're super thankful. This is uh, We want to get everything that we say out there because we know there's a lot of value in it. Uh, Bilal's adding to that value as well. So get his, get his conversation out there too. If you're enjoying it, please spread it. Please share it and um, get other people involved as well. The more listeners we can have, uh, the better it is for everyone. Yeah, where can, where can people find you below the work when where can they contact you how can they get in touch with you i need to know my instagram handle um <laughs> it is <laughs> at Bilal um underscore m no underscore malik underscore m at yeah. Bilal underscore malik underscore m you can find me on instagram there and uh, that's kind of where i post some of the wisdom and stuff that we always talk about we can. Well, I'll put that in the show notes as well. You appreciate it. Yeah, thank you. Nice one. Thanks Respect, for the shout-out. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate it, man. Cool. Thank you, guys. Respect, guys. Cool, All right. Pleasure. See you soon. Nice See one, guys. man.